You're listening to episode 200 of the Comics Pals. We're a group of comic book journalists and friends who record a podcast together because we don't talk enough about comics in our daily lives. Oh my god, I can't believe we made it 200 episodes. And you know what? After 200 episodes, I finally tried some of those Marco Chewable Enemas that we used to sell in the Pal store, promoted on the first episode. How are not they? bad, not bad. Honestly, I do not know how they got past the FDA or the EPA. Honestly, <laughs> I thought I was going to turn into the Swamp Thing. <laughs> that what you were calling your butt that morning? Or? Right. <laughs> he didn't turn into the Swamp Thing, but he has Swamp Ass. That's right. So wait, what flavor did you try? Honestly, it was like a weird uh, combination of grape and apple. Grapple. Grapple, okay. Interesting. Yeah, really strange. It did not feel good. But, you know what? It was chewable. <laughs> Lives by the name. Yeah, that's all it promised to be. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we're lucky I'm here, honestly. I don't know why we used to sell that on the Palace store. You know, uh, different time... That's right. Uh, not it's a simpler time. Yeah, not necessarily our best idea, but uh, we got this far, right? So that's right. Off the same bit. We got this. We got this far, <laughs> even though we played Jeopardy on episode one hundred. Somehow we got through that. That was okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would say that it was okay. I, I feel like okay is exactly how I would describe it. Well, <laughs> I might I might say it was a dumpster fire, but you know that's just me. I think uh, it's pronounced moderately successful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I think moderately successful is about how I would describe this podcast, and hey. that success is due to you guys that are listening right now. We wanted to make this episode a celebration, not just of us, but of you guys as well. We have quite a few, just tons of listener comments. We commissioned you guys to, you know, submit any thoughts that you might want to share on the show. Uh, And a bunch of you came through over on our Discord server, which you can join. There will be a link in the description. That is absolutely the best place to speak with us. Um... Join in on any conversations you hear on the show that almost always get carried over onto our Discord server. And it's a great group of people. And you're going to hear from some of those people today. Uh, We have a lot of comments coming from them. Uh, And a few fun surprises, too, that are going to be mixed in. As well as the long-promised, finally delivered, newlywed game. We will be playing that today. I Rather, I should say, we will be... Uh, inserting the audio for you guys today. Kale is absent from the 200th episode, unfortunately. Uh, but he does make an appearance in the newlywed game. It wouldn't be the same without him. Uh, I needed true competition. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it comes, it, it, it came from Kale, or at least I thought it would. Um, well, you'll, get, you'll have to see who won, right? Yeah, no. I a, a, anything anything could happen. Uh, somehow Marco and Mariana might win. You never know. That's right. Um, <laughs> Robbed of a, at least two points, but <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it didn't matter, right? Uh, right? So 
Before we get into all that, of course, want to let you guys know where you can find us. I already mentioned the Discord server, but you can always write to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. You can get us on social media at thecomicspals. And if you're on YouTube, thank you very much. We appreciate your support, whether it's from episode 199 or episode 1. Thank you so much for, you know, joining us and uh, keeping us in business over there. Uh, If you haven't yet... Please do subscribe to our channel, leave us a like, drop us a comment, share with your friends so that they know we're out here and that you like what we do. Now, I want to share with you guys some stats. I did this on our 100th episode, and I wanted to share with you guys the progress of this podcast and how we are doing since our 100th episode. What's my uh, three-point shooting percentage? (laughs) <laughs> miserable i'm oh, sure <laughs> so keep in mind as i share these with you the 100 i'm going to tell you what the stat was at 100 episodes and what it is now the 100 episode stat represents about a year and a half almost two years worth of our show and what i'm sharing with you now represents only one year so to start on SoundCloud, we, at the time of episode 100, we had 10,000 listens. Now, uh, again, just one year, 56,000 listens. Wow. So, I thought it was going to go down to three. That is a, <laughs> that is a massive increase. Yeah, um, man. Hell yeah. Over on YouTube, we had uh, 921 hours of watch time. And again, that is only that is in the span of when the show started to a year and a half later in only one year we have 818 hours of watch time so that doesn't that doesn't account for any that that that's only just one year um and we actually had a youtube hiatus so who knows what that number would look like otherwise uh also on youtube 8.7 thousand views in that span of time and 102 subscribers in that span of time so Thank you guys for that. That is huge. Those are numbers that we're really proud of and happy with. And we hope that in a year and a half or two years or whatever, when we get to episode 300, we can share with you even bigger numbers than that. So, thank you. Uh, But, I also wanted to reflect, I mean, of course, such a big milestone. You're going (laughs) to reflect on, you know... Things that are different, things that have stayed the same since our 100th episode. And so I took some time and I really thought about it. And I wanted to share with you guys some of the things that I thought about as I was reflecting. Oh, no. Well, uh, let's see. What's, what has stayed the same? Uh, well, the most obvious thing, Kale still misses more episodes than anyone (laughs) on our show. But at least he's never missed a show to have sex. Boom! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) New Mutants still hasn't come out (laughs) since our 100th episode. At episode 300. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, It does have a release date, but uh, you know. It had one then. Uh, <laughs> back then, 
the video game pals was still a thing. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> Pete has had at least three different hairstyles since then. That's true. I feel like that's conservative. That's probably pretty conservative. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to watch each and every episode we did, but, you know, I had to. At uh, least at least twice as many colors, though. I feel like if you just started watching recently and then you went back and looked at an old episode, you might not even realize that it was me. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where Harris actually did comment on right. one of our episodes, Spring Heel Rick from the Discord, and said that Pete's hair was becoming a distraction. <laughs> yeah, every week people are commenting, who's the new guy this time? <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta start putting our names on the screen, that'll help. Well, yeah, uh, and if you're watching, I don't know if other people can see this, but currently I see your name as Phil Casey, so uh, that's <laughs> the least never, helpful thing. Can never have too many Phil's, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so those are just a few things that I took note of that have either changed or remained the same since our, our 100th episode. Uh, oh, I, I did leave one out, actually. Um, all of Phil's opening bits since the 100th episode have been bad, including this one. <laughs> So, Subjective. He's well, over you know. a hundred on this this round. <laughs> so you're saying so you're saying my shooting percentage is bad? Yes, yes. In, in fact, it is. Now, before we move on, I do want to open the floor. If you guys have any things that you have recollected on and want to share with us, something that's changed or something that stayed the same since episode one hundred. Yes, it's time to air the grievances. I have a lot of problems with you guys. <laughs> no, it's been it's been great. I've uh, I'm really grateful. <laughs> yeah, just kind of wet for it there. Uh, no, I'm really grateful <laughs> to be able to do this with you guys for another hundred episodes. Uh, I you know people write into the Discord about how how much we fool people into thinking that uh, we're all friends. And yeah, you know what? Lifting up the curtain this once. Turns out we are friends, and uh, it's really great to do this with people that you really care about every week. Because during a pandemic of all times, when people are in isolation and stuff, when you are able to spend time with your pals every week, it makes it okay. And for everyone that's listening at home, I hope you feel like you're one of the pals too, because you are. And you're part of our extended family. Bringing that curtain down just a little bit. Um <laughs> Uh, I, Phil, am excited for the next 200 episodes, unlike you, um, <laughs> only here for the next 100, but... You got me. Uh, <laughs> but also super excited to to have this community where we can chat about whatever, either in the Discord, you guys have awesome insight whenever you guys send us an email, a YouTube comment, um, something even on uh, like SoundCloud. There's always stuff to talk about, and it, it's it's helpful that it builds a dialogue with everybody because mm-hmm. we always integrate that into the show, and that's the that's the most fun. Getting getting the outside opinion um, is always interesting because I've heard these four talk for the past like three four years. <laughs> it's lucky it's lucky you hear anything at all because of how loud Pete is. <laughs> yeah, God bless you guys. <laughs> huh? 
<laughs> Speaking of Pete, uh, did you have any words you wanted to share? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I think uh, you asked the question specifically of like what's changed between, you know, episode 100 and 200. And, you know, I think so many things have changed, you know, um, in, in my life, especially, you know, like I, I moved to a new city, I got engaged, I started a, a new job. Um, but the, the one thing that has definitely remained the same has been getting to do the show uh, with you guys and getting to come together and, and talk to our community and, and talk to each other about comics and, you know, all the geeky shit that we love to to get into and um that that constant in my life has been uh really important you know it's it's provided a lot of stability and a lot of support and uh you know i i the relationships that we've made you know through through this show and through all the you know great creators that we've gotten to meet and you know uh, all of the you know crazy interviews that we've gotten to do and just all these like things that i never thought i would get to do um let alone something that we built together, you know, based on our, our friendship is, is something that uh, I'll always be proud of. And, um, you know, I am personally looking forward to episode 1000. So. And guess what? New Mutants will still not be out. <laughs> <laughs> there might be the new comics pals by that point. I don't know how many of us will still be alive by uh, episode <laughs> we'll, 1000. We'll have but... legacy pals. People have to take up the mantle, you know? The new comics pals, dude. That's our rebrand. <laughs> I'm hyped. <laughs> like, we, we, like we, we do it until we're like, you know, we're all in the nursing home and then like we die and our children take over. Bro, there's going to be... There's going to be some street urchin kid who's going to be trying to steal the tires off my car. He's going to become my ward, and he's going to be my <laughs> surrogate on this show. I thought you were going to say he's going to become your servant. No, he's my ward. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Not Kale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think the pals said it best, and uh, I'll save the sentimental stuff on my end for a little later. I was just trying to have some fun and roast you guys. I don't know if you remember episode 100 <laughs> that well, but on that episode, we oh. discussed each other's worst takes. Uh, really? Oh, yes. No, I do remember that. Yes, <laughs> that was a lot of fun, and we're not going to revisit that today. Um, but oh, I thought you were about to drag us for more things we said. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> remember when you said this dumbass shit on episode one hundred and two? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll leave that to the listeners this time around. Yeah, we don't uh, have twenty minutes to waste. You know, roasting Pete and Marco for being wrong all the time. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You're not even going to name drop Kale in that sentence. Come on. No, oh, God, please. That all the more reason. <laughs> He's not here. The king of the garbage takes. Yeah. Dude, if, if I feel like we could do an hour just on Kale's takes from the last hundred of these things that we've done. <laughs> you can't punch down all the time, Sean. My man can't box with God. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um... So, speaking of the listeners, why don't we jump into a few of the listener comments? And I thought we could do this a little differently than we normally do. Normally, uh, we just have Pete read them off. But since there are so many, I thought we could uh, each read one or two or however it shakes out. Uh, but we will indeed start with Pete. <laughs> awesome. 
So this first one comes from Kafis over on the Discord. He says, hey, guys, I'm a relatively new listener, but I enjoy your uh, tackling of socially relevant topics. It's also really enjoyable to listen to your debates on comics. I really like getting different opinions on story, art, process, etc. And it's really clear that you're all good friends. Fooled him again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks for writing, Kafis. Yeah, thank you, man. That's that's really nice of you to say. Uh, You've been a really cool guy and a great addition to our you know the extended pals family uh especially over on the discord so thank you very much and um hope you're enjoying listening to coheed and cambria right now nice nice glad to have you with us all right uh phil why don't you read this next one okay this comes from our dear longtime friend longtime listener harris he says just canadian wolverine favorite bit that's true. Canadian Wolverine has been a recurring, you know, friend of the show for a long time now. He's one of the highest profile people we have on the show. I actually was able to convince him to come on today. Wow, oh, really? really? Yep. Hold on, let me get him. <laughs> wow, he's so much shorter in real life. <laughs> oh, what's going on, hosers? Oh, I've had a really busy week. I went to the maple syrup factory where I watched molasses. I was in tune with the beavers. I actually have a new segment for your show today. What's it called? What's that, Canadian Wolverine? The segment's called, What's Alpha Flying Up To, Eh? (laughs) I was just wondering about that. Okay, hosers. This week in Alpha Flight News. Someone at the local Tim Hortons, for you Americans that's like a Dunkin' Donuts... Uh, down where I live here in Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, was being rude to the barista. She told him she didn't have change for three toonies. Those are $2 coins up here in Canada for you Americans. So he got real sore with her. He said, I crossed all this white stuff to get here. So the Alpha Flight got there a little bit late because, oh, Puck, he forgot their, uh, his, uh, his uh, jean jacket. Anyway, they scolded him pretty good, eh? He eventually just, he eventually said sorry, sorry, sorry. He broke up the they broke up the conflict. Everything was peachy. That's it for Canadian news this week. That's all that happened. That's what Alpha Flight's been tackling. Wow. Right. Wow. Thanks so much, Canadian Wolverine. And and let us know about that molasses. Oh, it runs through my veins. <laughs> Thanks Snick a lot. Bob. Appreciate you, Canadian Wolverine. Sorry to any Canadian listeners who might be offended by that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Grab a twelve or a Molson's, all right? I think I think the next listener, Sultan of Swing, is Canadian. Oh well, uh, we can anticipate his grievances being shared on episode two hundred one. <laughs> but for now, Marco, why don't you read his comment? So Sultan of Swing says, big fan of the show. A lot of trades and collections I've recently picked up have been mentioned on the show. Swamp Thing, Sandman, Invincible Compendium 1. The book club episodes and the comic reviews are the best part. Though you guys are definitely underappreciating Strange Adventures. Also, I apologize for suggesting Marco read Onslaught as it has clearly broken his mind. Bro, I told you this is the Discord. It's good. <laughs> He's lying. He is it, lying. I'm not. I'm not is the mm. thing. Guys, we we need to come back to this book. It's honestly have I, I swear to you, it's given me some sort of appreciation for nineties comics. 
Uh, and Mar- Marco, stop talking and take off your headphones for a second. I got to talk to the other pals here, including those at home. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and then, no worries, no worries. <clears throat> Guys, what are we going to do about this? This guy, our friend Marco, his brain is broken. This what is we- getting really concerning. This is like when you have a friend that likes jazz and then they get really into avant-garde jazz and it's just noise. And it's like, dude, I you're going to a dark place. I don't know, guys. I feel like Marco's always been, always had a broken brain. That's fair. Yeah. He's got that daddy's little monster syndrome. I don't mean to like you know, diagnose right. anyone, but <laughs> okay, Mark, come on, come back, Marco. Put the headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, don't worry. We'll get you the help you need, brother. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you. I mean, I don't need any help because I have been appreciating Strange Adventures, unlike some of y'all been sleeping on that book. So <laughs> mm, I don't know. Maybe Onslaught's just good. Sultan of Swing, uh, you know, thank you a lot. You're another one of those people who's been a very welcome addition to our family here. Uh, And you, you know, are now etched forever in our lore because you were the person who made Marco read Onslaught. You're Uh, the man who committed a murder. <laughs> this is Marco's super villain origin story. You were nah, the catalyst. I've, I've always been a villain. That's a fact. Yeah. Um Yeah, thank you so much. I'm really glad to hear that you appreciate our book clubs as well. You know, we really try hard to make those good each and every time we do them and to know that it's someone else's favorite thing that we do is very gratifying. So, uh really appreciate that, man. Uh, and, uh, I think Pete, we're going to have you read for what comes next. <clears throat> should I, should I take my... It's time for the random question of the week! <laughs> Guys, I think there's like a cat dying or something. <laughs> That's Swamp Thing. So yes, it is indeed <laughs> time for the random question of the week. And uh, since you blew our ears out and we can no longer hear, why don't you read the question itself? Okay. So, (laughs) Ryan writes in and asks, what other comics that have a reputation for being bad do you guys think are actually not that bad? I don't think Identity Crisis is as bad as people say, but it's not fantastic. First of all, I think Identity Crisis is fantastic. And it might be time... For us to do a book club on that book because Oof. I feel like there's been so much shade thrown at this book that I feel is undeserved. So I would really love to get a book club in on that one. And I think that a lot of you guys might appreciate it because I, are there any people here who haven't read it? I haven't. Oh, Marco. Have you? Oh, there you go. Nope. All the more reason to go ahead and do that. So uh, I think you can expect that in the future. Um, cool. I, I don't, and you know what? I wouldn't say it's a book that has a, a reputation for being bad. I think it's a divisive book. I think it's a book that people either love or hate, and there's no middle opinion on it. Uh, so I think it's just a polarizing book, not a book that's generally considered bad or anything like that. I don't know, man. When I first read it, the reason I bought it was because of how much praise there was, and that opinion has turned over the last. 12 13 years i feel like hmm. even kale yeah. someone who said he loved it right. now you know decries it so i don't know yeah he read it for the the long box right and he right. was like mm. yeah <clears throat> so for me i have my answer kind of locked and loaded here good 
I think that the kind of most underrated book that gets undeservedly shit on is Dark Knight Strikes Again, which was what? Frank Miller's 2001-2002 sequel of uh, uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Right. Uh, this book was decried for, for uh, not being cohesive or anything. And, and you know what? It, it is truly not super cohesive. But what I think is really, really interesting about this book and why I think it holds up is I think it's like a pure form of artist expression. Uh, halfway through writing this book, September 11th happened, and Frank Miller, who was living in New York at the time, had basically a meltdown. And it happens on the pages of this book. And like you can see when the art just becomes less structured and organized. And it's, it's, a, it's like... It, it's a real it's a it's an example of like real life tragedy influencing something on paper that we're not always privy to how often do we right. actually learn about something like that and so it kind of adds like new layers of context and nuance as you read it because it becomes a lot more meta it, it feels less like a, a true sequel to dark knight returns which i can understand would rub people the wrong way but it feels more in tune with like one of our most uh esteemed uh members of this industry and frank miller who you know helped elevate the medium to new heights having his downfall and so just from a purely historical and creative standpoint this book is really significant i think it's a good pick man i actually never read it because i heard it was bad yeah it, it is bad worth giving it a shot <laughs> i really like that answer yeah, marco listen bro you don't have anything you can't say shit you're reading onslaught and you're like, oh this bowl of it's shit so soup is actually good guys because it's not a bowl of shit it's at least a bowl of like somewhat stale cheerios like it's it's enjoyable dude that would make you vomit i feel like what no they're just a little like crusty you're a yeah. little crusty swamp ass <laughs> so, so um outside of onslaught i think for me um mr miracle like it i I remember thoroughly enjoying issue to issue the the emotion that i had like reading them and then the end wasn't necessarily what i expected it to be but i don't think um i think it was sultan who made the point in the discord that you know it it doesn't always matter how a book ends because it doesn't necessarily impact the journey yes and like the the story itself that, that that has been told i think there might be like some um, the payoff might not necessarily be there, but that doesn't affect like the the moments that you've enjoyed. And I think that that's a book that I I definitely want to return to. Mm. And that's a book um, club book. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was a book I really enjoyed week to week. If I remember correctly, that was my book of the year at the end of the year that year. I think twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, whatever. It I think was. so. Yeah. But I also was very disappointed by the ending. Uh, so I would want. I would also be curious how like a single reading of these twelve issues or whatever would go. Yeah. So you you would suggest that Mr. Miracle has a poor um people look at look at it poorly? I yeah, from the the reactions that I had seen when when some of when it was coming out, they were they were mixed and then at the end a lot of it was um just negative views towards the book overall. Uh, you know, at least from what I'd seen on like Twitter and reactions and stuff. Sure. Pete, do you have a do you have a pick here? I've been like I'm like looking at a bunch and like trying to find one and I, I think like one of the the best ones I can come up with I don't even feel like I can really stand by because I haven't read it in recent years but like I really liked The Killing Joke as a teenager and I know that that's another book that mm. I think similar to um 
the the DC book that you just outlined. Identity it called? Crisis. Identity Crisis, where like the sentiment on it has cooled over time, yeah. and now yeah. people kind of look back on it as like you know um, a relic in like a bad way, you know. Um, so that I guess that's my answer, but. I'd kind of like to read that book again for the same reason and see, like, how do I feel about it now? You know, like, would my opinion change? Interest, it, interestingly, even Alan Moore, I think, has sort of stepped, like, gone back a little bit on that book where he's he's mentioned that, you know, there there are some things there that are uh, dated. In, in fairness, he does that with, like, every book where he's like, I don't stand by this. Comics are shit. <laughs> <laughs> now buy my comics. Except Jack Kirby. He's good. I think, uh, I, I don't know, my answer is one that people might kind of like, you know, make a funny face about, but I feel like sentiment about this book has definitely changed, and that would be Civil War. My I thought that. that's what you might say. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yep. Totally. Totally. Yep. No way. I thought it's like still like up there. I mean... I think it is, but I feel like a lot of people have changed their tune about it. Um, Partially because people now feel like they don't like dark books as much, and Civil War was very dark. Um, But I also think, you know, when you talk about politics and comics, that's one of the most political books ever published by Marvel or DC. And a lot of people don't want to read that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I would pick Civil War. And also, can I just point out a testament to my willpower that in 200 episodes, we have not done a Civil War book club? Yeah, and in 200 episodes, we've never done a Swamp Thing book club. It's really just chill. I'm glad we've been able to resist our urges. (laughs) Until now. Oh! Until Tuesday, where you can listen. By episode 300, Civil War. Look out for it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sooner than that. Ooh. Um, all right. So hopefully that satisfies you there, Ryan. And we will hear from Ryan again. Um, but we do actually have another random question. Uh, this one I will read. Uh, this is from Jman313. Uh, and he asks a simple question. How do you all feel about recoloring comics? Marco, can you add context? Yeah, so we were talking about the uh, we were talking about Swamp Thing. I was asking for questions in the in the Discord for the book club, and he brought up how the Absolute hardcover, which is recently released, um, which covers the first two arcs of Swamp Thing by by Alan Moore, has actually been recolored. So the original colorist Tatiana Woods um, was replaced, and they sort of modernized some of the coloring in it. And I, I had no idea. I thought it was just you know a compendium of those first two stories. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. Um, it was uh, it was done because they had a higher quality of stock paper, so they were able to be able to like you know adjust some of the things there. Um, I, I I'm glad that you brought up um, the Killing Joke, Pete, because that's a book that awesome. I didn't realize had been recolored when I first read it, and then when I did find out, I went back to read it. And I was like, why would they do this? Like, there's so much, like, dynamism there. There's, there's so much with, with the colors that they've done. I, I preferred the original to the um, to what they had done in, in the updated version. And then um, the the, recol- the person who recolored Swamp Thing, as who actually recolored Miracle Man slash Marvel Man, was Steve Olaf. 
um and i mean there's just like a stark difference in the emotion i think that uh you don't always get with adding modern colors like quote unquote you know whatever modern colors are um i think that the limited color palette back um back in the day where you had less quality paper stock you had to sort of abide by simpler palettes i think it forced people to be really inventive about the way that they could portray scenes and can portray energy where you know now you have this huge range of palettes you can make things a little bit more realistic but obviously comics aren't necessarily always reflective of reality and i think that's the biggest advantage of them um one of the things that i mentioned in the discord that uh i I would have preferred is something like Sandman to be recolored because I think there are, there are moments where um, it feels a bit sterile for me. Things are all grays or washed out and there could be a lot more energy brought to a book. So I think for me, it sort of really depends on what the book is, the sort of context and genre that it's about and how they've, uh, how they're redoing it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say I feel pretty similarly to that where like I think it's it's very like <clears throat> based on how it's um how it's being released and like how they're portraying it. Like if it's very much, you know, oh, like this is a special edition with new colors, you know, not a replacement of of the original version, then like I'm down for that, you know? Um and I can think of a few examples where I've actually enjoyed stuff like that quite a bit. Like I know um I think for it was for some anniversary or something. They re-released Scott Pilgrim with colors. And yes. it was like, oh, cool. Like, that actually enhances the book in a way, and it uh, it makes the reread of it, if you have a desire to do a reread of it, like, feel different. You know? It's, like, a new reason to come back and experience it again with fresh eyes. And um, and I, I think that's really cool. And, like, they're doing the same thing with The Walking Dead now, where, like, they're reprinting it in color. Um, and I've kind of been thinking, like, oh, it would be nice to reread that book. Maybe... Maybe this is an excuse, right? So I think like when it's used in that way, um, I'm I'm down for it, you know, because I feel like it, you know, as long as you can still enjoy the original, then like there's no harm in doing another version, you know, and and kind of giving it a fresh coat of paint. But yeah, you know, I think like when like you have the joke that the Sorry, the joke. The situation you ran into with the killing joke, I feel like that's like a little bit like I I I'm with you on that where I would rather read the original because I I feel like that that's a part of what it was, you know? Right. Like that's a part of of what made it what it was. So like you know, if it, if it's just a recoloring and like this is the reprint and we're not going to make a thing of it, then that kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. It feels like erasure, I guess, of the original a little. I um I don't like it. I I I'm personally it, it feels like uh, redoing history. I guess um like what if what if like they rewrote it? Like how would that sit with people? And it's not like so killing joke. What if it was like okay, you know, we've decided that that book has problematic elements in it. So what if we just took someone and just rewrote over it? it'd feel like right. you're erasing history. And that's not as extreme as, I mean, that's maybe a little more extreme than doing recolorings of a book, but they were colored that way at the time. 
and it, it never really sits well with me when we start to do to redo it. And frankly, I don't think it looks good. It looks obvious that it's been recolored. Like I've read books that have had new colors and like it doesn't it doesn't blend well with the rest of the art. So because often oftentimes it's digital. And when at the time when we're doing these older books, these aren't done digitally. Right. Right. So yeah, I, I whenever I find out they're reprinting a book and it's ha- it has new colors, it, it it never sits well with me, and it, it immediately becomes like a do not buy for me. Marco just sent us the um, the swamping version, and it doesn't look like right. a, it doesn't look good. No. Yeah, we we spent a lot of page on this in the book club. So when when that drops, uh, you guys can can like check out that discussion. But tomorrow. yeah, this is like tomorrow. Yeah, this is definitely like a. a it just it it just looks off and not as dynamic compared to what you know we read. I I one million percent agree with Phil. I think it's actually disrespectful. Yeah. Um, you know, comics are made by a team of people, and when you're talking about a book, especially something as thoughtful as Swamp Thing, where the creators clearly went into that with a specific you know idea in mind you know every element of that book is whatever we're seeing it's deliberate and so to go back and change that is just kind of like stepping on whatever the original intention was i think there are instances where it could be acceptable especially if the original creators are the ones who are like doing it so in the instance of walking dead it's most likely that robert kirkman is choosing to have the book colored and not that image is saying this is what we're going to do um but there was deliberation and deliberate intent behind it being black and white so for it to now be color if that's not the creator's choice that's not cool um so for that book it's one thing but i think in every other case that i've ever heard of or seen I think it's screwed up, and it's just like Phil said. What if you had someone else write it? What if you had someone come and like redraw the pages? It's just not. It's it's. I think it's disrespectful, personally. Um. So yeah. Kale, who's not on the episode, says I'm not crazy about it. Do you guys like it? I don't know, Kale. Maybe you should have been on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You want an opinion, you got to have a mic in your face. Um, <laughs> so that actually brings us into our first surprise of the episode. And it's actually a surprise to us as well, because we didn't know that this was going to happen. Um, I'm really excited. Why don't we just go ahead and, and put that surprise on the screen? We're going to have to... Uh, put it up for you guys on YouTube so you can see it as well. For you audio-only listeners, you'll be able to hear it. But, uh, yeah, let's get into that. Okay. Whew. Who could this it. be? Hey there, Sean, Pete, Phil, and Marco, otherwise known as the Comics Pals, sans Kale Ward. Kale asked me to give you a shout-out and congratulate you on recording your 200th episode. And who the heck am I? Well, I'm this guy. Joshua Seth, voice of Ty on oh. Digimon. And congratulations, <laughs> 200 of anything is amazing. I didn't have like a, a happy 200th, bir- 200th episode uh, <laughs> bag or anything, so I just did birthday. But it's like, 
amazing that anybody would produce 200 episodes of anything. So since you are uh, com- you know, into comics, it's a comic book podcast, and by the way, uh, Kale Ward, although that, you know, that could be pronounced Calais. So if that's not how it's pronounced, I suggest that be Kale's new nickname. Kale, Calais, whatever, said it's a comic whatever. book podcast. So guess what? Well, look what I found for you guys. It's episode, well, it's, what is it? It's, it's not episode. It's uh, volume one. It's the first comic, okay? It's the first, it's the first Digimon comic. I've had this for a long time, like almost 20 years. And in yeah. fact, I, when, when, that long. When I first moved here, I know I have more somewhere, and I've been it unable to find them. But I do have this one. Okay, I have I have like a whole series of these because I did like a, a, a signing agreement with Dark Horse Comics when they put these out that I would sign all the the first batch of them. I think I did like a. Oh, hundreds and hundreds. I remember I had like a cramp in my hand, like in that old Seinfeld episode where he's signing all those one-cent residual <laughs> checks. I never did a, a signing agreement with anybody after that. Uh, however, I kept this. I kept this one. I held it back. So here it is. Digimon Dark Horse Comics. Digimon Digital Monsters Number One. Dynamic Forces. Walk, watch Fox Kids. My name, Joshua Seth. And I will read to you oh, the 200th episode. Look at how he's holding the celebration. <laughs> the first page in the Thai voice. So here we go. Digimon, wow. digital monsters. Digimon are the champions. <laughs> that's home, planet Earth. But I'm not sure <laughs> that's where I am right now. Let me back up a little. <laughs> it all began when the climate went completely out of control. The rainforest dried out, and cities, which are normally blazing hot, got super cold. Wow, Digimon was ahead of its time. (laughs) At the time, I didn't know any of this was going on because I was at camp enjoying the summer sun. There he is in the tree, just like in the very first scene of the very first episode of the very first season of Digimon. That's it. That is until I started. That is until it started to snow in the middle of July, and it gets weirder. You know, Digimon is a show about climate change. If you think about it. Oh, and by the way, my name is Ty, and so it begins. So there you go, comics pals. A special reading of the Dark Horse comic number one, Digimon, uh, for you. Congratulations on your two hundredth episode. Thank you so much, Joshua Seth, for the congratulations. Thank you, Kale, for paying for the cameo. Thank you, Ty. Really appreciate that. That was very cool. Uh, Obviously, big Digimon fan here, Marco as well. I think we all have some kind of relationship to it. Nope. All right. Well, (laughs) Phil, you're excluded. Phil's a fucking dork. He played, like, hockey in school or whatever instead of watching cartoons. Nerd. Nerd. I don't support that. Um, <laughs> hockey? Uh, Phil. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, again, thank you again. That is very cool. I am excited to show that to quite a few people in my life. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, let's, let's jump into the Pals Pulls here. Uh, 200th episode Pals Pulls special. Same thing we do every single week. Uh, so for Marco, we've got lock and key in pale battalions go. What is that? 
so lock and key uh typically um does like little offshoots of the original series where they sort of go back in time and explore other eras where people had access to the 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 eponymous keys and um i i love um these side stories i think they are sometimes the most impactful i remember one in particular actually like made uh there was a collection of just these uh separate issues and they actually made me like just weep and um i so i'm super excited for this this is always a good time uh joe hill gabriel rodriguez they are they are just like premier creators one for horror and then also for um uh this series like it's just incredible and uh i I love supporting them and i love this book so you know had to had to pick it up nice very cool uh so from phil we've got which really should be on my list too but uh batman by morrison omnibus number three yeah man Uh, that's yours and i's favorite run of batman (laughs) yes uh this this is this is it this this collects the the rest of the run um we go into batman inc uh basically all the stuff leading into the new 52 um in fact if you look at the cover it has all the batman inc stuff on there all the global batman when batman decides to uh create like a, a global batman uh corporation uh i loved this part of his run uh it was so fun it was so creative Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a shame they didn't really follow up on it as much, but like after his run was over, they did stuff with Batwing, the Batwing, because he was one of the original New Fifty Two uh, series. But uh, I can't wait to pick this up. Uh, three omnibuses is a lot to ask for anyone, but this series is worth it. I think this is going to go down in the analogs and the Hall of Justice as very best. I hope you're right. Um, I can't wait to pick this up as well. So I chose what is a book that I cannot even believe is finally coming out. You can add that to our list of things that have, I guess, stayed the same (laughs) over the last hundred episodes. But Batman Three Jokers number one is finally dropping next week. Unbelievable. That is crazy. That is unbelievable. It's dropping on Tuesday because of DC. Uh, this is Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok, two of the best creators at what they do. Um, and they are finally going to tell the story of, you know, Batman learning about the existence of three different Jokers from the Mobius chair and what that means, what the implications are, what the differences are between them. And it's going to follow Batman, Batgirl, and uh, Jason Todd and kind of like go through what they're going through as they deal with these three different Jokers. Of course, each Joker representing a different period in the history of the character. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be cool. And Jeff Johns just doesn't do enough. And so anytime he does something, it feels important. So I can't wait. Yeah. This Damn. was the new mutants of comic books. <laughs> this was episode 102. What? Then, yeah, new, this is New York Comic Con 2018. What are you suggesting? <laughs> that, that's, that's when we got the announcement. That's when we first like, reported on this thing. 
Yes. However, the actual book itself was announced, what, two, three years before? Oh, was it uh, really? Yeah, because when when the when book. he found out about the Mobius chair or about the three jokers in the Mobius chair oh, was at the right. end of Dark Side War. Oh, that's right. Um, so yeah, like that was this has been in the works since then. Damn. So this is like five years yes. in the making. Sir. Yep. Insane. Wild. So with that, we are actually going to go into uh, a couple more, I should say a few more uh, messages from you guys. And we have a very special one from someone who's been supporting us for quite some time now. Uh, that's Casey from the Comic Jam. Hey there, Comics Pals. This is Casey from the Comic Jam in Spoiler Country. I just want to drop a line to let you guys know how much I appreciate your show. Each week I listen in as you guys give some of the best reviews and analysis on comics, and it really speaks to your integrity and honesty uh, with how you do the reviews. It's really made me want to read a little bit more closely and pay a lot more attention while I read. So thank you guys for that. And um, I can't wait to uh, see you, what you guys are doing in 200 more episodes. I'm going to raise my glass right now, which is 9 a.m. over here. So uh, it Hell is yeah. Irish coffee. Uh, I'm raising it up to you guys in toast and um, keep it going, guys. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Um, Casey has, like I said, been a supporter for a, a long time. Um, did the show, but there was an audio issue to where we just were never able to put it out. But um, big supporter, big fan behind the scenes. And we're fans of yours, man. So hats off to you as well uh, for what you guys are doing over there at the Comic Jam. Um, yeah, man. Much respect. Thank you. We got to get you back on the show. Actually put it out this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Cool. Uh, so moving forward, we have a message from Catherine on the Discord server. Uh, I will read this one. Uh, I'm more new to everything here, and I though I mostly post in Weeb Chat, I feel really happy that there's a group I can nerd out with who gets it and does it with me. I also enjoy Twitch a lot when I can get to watch. You're a good bunch, and I'm thankful to have been invited. It's a good time, and y'all have good discourse, and it's a good way to share thoughts and opinions respectfully. That's huge. Thanks for letting me be part of it all. Thank you. Thank you for, for wanting to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate it, for sure. Someone for Marco and I to talk about Dragon Ball with in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least for this portion is a message from Snake of Talons. Phil, why don't you read this? Sure thing. Just wanted to say that you guys are the best. Listen, we know. Uh, <laughs> congratulations on 200 episodes. Can't believe I've been listening to you guys since the first 10 were coming out. I'm glad to have a group of pals that I can always count on to enjoy my favorite medium of entertainment with. We're glad you're here with us. Yeah, that is absolutely crazy. I mean, I remember... You being, you know, one of the earliest people to ever write in, to ever, you know, say you like the show think, or anything like that. I think that. the first. Yeah, you might have, yeah, very well may have been the first. And uh, thank you so much, man. Your support has meant a lot to me personally. 
um, and some of the great conversations we've been able to have over on the Discord server. Um, you've been a huge part of this for sure. So uh, really, really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for, for sticking with us. <laughs> you, Yeah, like I would love to know if there's anyone out there who isn't um, like connected to us personally, you know, like a, a personal friend who has been listening as long as you. I don't I don't think there is. I don't think there could be. <laughs> I'd be I'm interested to find out. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of the first 10 episodes, speaking of someone who's been around for a long time and speaking of things that haven't changed from episode 100 to 200. We're getting into the news right now. We are starting the only way we could. <laughs> And the reason why I'm so happy about this is because not only is this perfect for episode 200, but it means that on our prediction show, <laughs> I'm still right because it hurts. Ben Affleck is returning as the Fla- as Batman <laughs> in the Flash <laughs> film. This is so annoying. I had the point, damn it. Bat Black Watch is back. <laughs> the return of Bat Fleck. Oh, can amazing. you feel it? Bat Fleck. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Oh my so, god, I Martha. hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this is news that's coming just ahead of Fandom. Which, by the way, for us right now, it is currently twelve thirty. The Fandom is starting. Uh, here in just uh, just under a half an hour, and uh, so whatever news comes out, I'm watching it. I'm I'm gonna be watching while we're recording here. Whatever news comes out in that time period, we will report on. Um, but otherwise, you can listen to episode 201 for all the groundbreaking news uh, that does come out of this event. Back to Batfleck. We already knew that Michael Keaton was going to be in this film, that he would re- be reprising his role as Batman for the Flash movie, but the news that Ben Affleck will be returning comes from Vanity Fair and is absolutely wild. Uh, now, now Affleck himself hasn't actually spoken about, uh, you know, coming back or, or anything like that, but we did get word uh, from director Andy Muschietti, who said... Uh, he's a very substantial part of the emotional impact of the movie. The interaction, interaction and relationship between Barry and Affleck's Wayne will bring an emotional level that we haven't seen before. It's Barry's movie, it's Barry's story, but their characters are more related than we think. They both lost their parents to murder, and that's one of the emotional vessels of the movie. That's where the, bat, the Batman kicks in. Now, that's awesome. Because Ben Affleck, I gotta tell you, man, Ben Affleck might just be the greatest Batman on screen ever. Throwing it out there. Might be. Well, thanks for listening to episode 200 of the Comics Pals. (laughs) I think this is the last episode we're gonna do. So, I'm sorry, uh, when are we bringing up bad takes again, Sean? I want to just make a note of this one. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen uh, Batman Superman? Yeah, oh, Dawn of Justice? <laughs> yeah. Guys, what I find really touching about this movie is that they're finally giving Batman a brother. 
Uh, Barry Wayne is going to be a really good addition to the Bat family. <laughs> um, you know, having a bat that can use, uh, you know, supersonic speeds, I think will be really interesting and hasn't been done before. Uh, I'm really excited for the new addition to the Bat family. Okay. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes he does that, and I'm just like, I don't even know how to pull this up, you know? Like, I don't know how to get back on track here. Like, he just, it's just, just throw me for a loop, man. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, my, my, my biggest emotional reaction to this was like, fuck, Sean was, Sean's gonna get that point, you know? Cause like, at, at the end of the day, I don't really care about these movies anymore. Like, I don't feel like there's, like, I liked Wonder Woman. I'm excited for the next Wonder Woman. As far as this, like, if it's good, great. I don't have any expectation of it being good, though. So it's like with this news, it's like, all right, cool. They're going to go for like the multi-Batman thing. It seems like they're probably going to try to do some cleanup here and, you know, reshuffle the cards. Let Affleck, you know, maybe have like a good movie to send off the character in. Like, cool. Great. So so this movie is definitely coming out. Yeah. Damn. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> gonna have to fucking watch this movie Batflex gonna be in it Ugh. Pete, That's right, on, dude We've been doing this for 200 episodes If there's one thing that's clear It could be good <laughs> That's a fact it, it could be It could be Remember Venom oh. Remember Venom <laughs> Remember Venom on episode 100 <laughs> Phil said that if Venom came out and we all liked it and Pete said it was trash, then Pete was a liar. <laughs> now, I liked it. I said I liked Phil it. Phil liked it. Marco, did you like it? I did. Okay, Kale doesn't count. <laughs> um, F- Pete, did you like it? I did. Huh? Well, I said I did. We sent a video to his brother so then, to, to admit that so, I liked it. So, with that being said, when you talk about bad takes, you try to throw shade at me. Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. This is defamation. My client has never expressed anything other than the utmost support for this movie. Thank you. Take your Thank bow tie you, off. My counsel. Look, no, he's a, he's a sharp trust man. Look I'm prepared. <laughs> Marco's a criminal. Um, so that aside, <laughs> yo, he's Pete, not I pants. think I think we have to all be able to agree that Pete is disqualified <laughs> from telling anyone oh. that they have a bad take <laughs> when my man basically campaigned about how bad Venom was going to be, and then like defamation. It. Look, listen, Sean. I think what what I proved in that was that I'm a man of integrity. And that I was I was wrong, and I admitted it. You know, like hey, the the marketing failed that movie. It sold me uh, a movie that I didn't see. You like you, know? you like Saga, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So you know how they have that lion cat? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't need to say anything more. Say no more. So. We mentioned DC Fandom and how it's going to be starting here very shortly for us, for you guys. It's already happened, but not all of it has happened because uh, recently announced was that they were making a major change to the schedule 
that they were going to postpone panels for a second event. Now, they have announced a September 12th event, and they're moving a ton of what was going to be taking place outside of their, like, it's called the Hall of Heroes, but it's like their uh, Hall A type of thing. Um, they're moving a lot of that over to this second event. Um, so a lot of the stuff from like uh, Watchverse, Kidsverse, uh, Uverse, all all that. Um, and it's going to be called DC Fandom Explore the Multiverse. Very interesting that they choose to do that. And I wonder, I wonder how much of that has to do with some of the major changes that's gone on at DC over the last couple of weeks. You know, that was like the, the crux of, of our episode last week was talking about all that stuff. And uh, I think to see this come like right after all that news, it's even, even if they're not related, it really, really paints like a, a poor picture of them right now, you know, of just how like, disorganized it seems like they are lately yeah i agree with that um it seems like they're trying to reorganize and steady the ship you guys talked a lot about it last week so i don't need to go into all my opinions but um the i think the point that was made i believe it was by pete uh when you said that the wider audience people who love dc movies people who love dc video games they don't know or care about all that extra stuff yeah they know the product you know they know that there's a suicide squad game coming out that's the important thing and when you think about the fan base of dc that's comics versus everything else obviously the everything else bucket includes a lot more people so if they're going to do an extension of the fandom and it's going to take place September 12th and it's going to be more of the ancillary stuff and they're taking the time to curate these announcements in such a way that they're able to eliminate all the things that won't be happening anymore and focus on the things that will be happening. I think if we can expect a clearer direction and picture for DC after the second event, then good. Because that's all we can hope for now is like, that they that they have figured out where they're going because clearly they haven't known up until this point. I think that's what's like that's what's so concerning. <laughs> you know, it's like um I feel like the episode where we first talked about the DC fandom, you and I had both kind of expressed this feeling, Sean, of like this seems like a great idea, but like it it feels half baked even now going into it. You know, where they're like, oh, uh, we're splitting it into two things and they're a month apart. It's like, what the fuck? It's tomorrow. Like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? And, like, we we talked about it last week about how they had to, like, cancel or shelve a bunch of panels that they paid money to produce yep. and record because they fired a bunch of people. It's like, what are you doing? Like, how – it just speaks to how it doesn't seem like the inner the different pieces of DC are communicating anymore or like not well, right? Cuz like not to be um like callous about about the people who got fired, right? But like you would think if you're one of the powers that be, maybe we don't fire and announce these 
that we're firing these people until a week after all the panels are over so that we don't, you know what I mean? Like that's like inhuman, but it's good business. Like it's, it it speaks to the idea of having like a plan for what you're doing, not just like making random moves and like seeing where the, the fucking chips fall, you know? And that's what it feels like they're doing right now. It's, it's wild. It's so wild. You know, I'm actually gonna I'm I'm gonna say that I feel differently than than that with respect to the firings. I've thought about it, and I actually feel like this makes more sense because now you've couched the firings in the pre-fandom. So once the fandom happens, everyone's gonna be talking about how amazing it was if it if it was amazing and the cool announcements and everything else. And they won't be as focused on the firings anymore. Because, again, so many of the mm. people who are going to be excited about the things that are coming don't know about firings. They don't care about that. So the, 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 the conversation around DC will change after fandom for sure. And I think it's better to have that be what comes out of fandom than the firings. That's a, that's a good point. And to, to build on that point, I guess, too, right? Like, if they split this into two days, two events, and they're both successful, no one will remember that it was supposed to be one and they split it. They'll remember that there were two hype events. Yep. And they'll be like, that fucking new Suicide Squad game looks really cool. That Batman game that WB Studios is teasing looks really cool. We finally got to look at the Batman. That looks That's what people give a shit about. Right. Like, If we come out of this with hype trailers or hype footage from a game that people have wanted for like five years... You know, nobody's going to remember any of the drama or the the bad press um, because our memories are so short about that kind of thing. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, we got goldfish. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So speaking of panels, they did release the lineup of panels that we can expect. And it's pretty interesting. It's going to be starting with the Wonder Woman 1984 panel uh, just right off the bat, which is kind of interesting. Um and then the WB Games Montreal announcement will follow up uh, right away. They have this timed to where everything is exact, which is kind of weird. Um, it, it, the only reason I say it's weird is just because these are prepackaged, I guess, a lot of them. And it's the same problem that San Diego had where there wasn't that opportunity for interaction. So which of these panels are you guys most excited about? For me, it's obviously the Chris Daughtry performance. <laughs> Yo, can you imagine if that was like one of the weird Sean things where he's like secretly a huge Chris Daughtry fan? And it's not a secret, it's just never come up. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh no. So that's not true. However, I will say this 200th episode, I will come out and say that his song, It's Not Over, is definitely a song I really like. Okay. All right. No shade either way. If you were a huge Chris Daughtry fan, I wouldn't make fun of you. It's just a weird fact. You would be within <laughs> rights to make fun of me because if you told me you were a big fan of Chris Daughtry, I would certainly make fun of you. If I was like, Daughtry fucking slaps, bro. Yeah. That would not. That would be tough. Yikes. Uh, so you're saying, which are we most excited about from the Wonder Woman, the Batman, or the WB Montreal panel? No, just all the, the lineup What's, itself. Yeah. If there's anything that's Oh, okay, to okay. Uh, I, I think I'm probably the most excited for 
the WB Montreal panel, I would have said the Rocksteady one originally, but now that like the whole they leaked the Suicide Squad game is coming out and it seems like it's going to be like a games as a service kind of thing Bummer. where it's like a multiplayer all online. So that that really kills my interest in it. Not to say that they couldn't win me back by showing some cool footage or whatever, but like on its face, that isn't really my jam. Whereas like WB Montreal doing like another traditional open world Batman game, I'm all in for that because I didn't like Arkham Knight. So it's been since Arkham City that I've had like a good Batman game that I really enjoyed, and that came out like ten years ago. Was Arkham Origins any good? Uh, I never played that one, but my my roommate in college really liked it, and I know a few other people like um Andy from the Video Game Pals. I think was one of them who played it and was like, "That game is like people hated on it because Rock said he didn't make it, but it's great." Huh. Sean, did you play that one? So. I did not play that one. Uh, I wanted to, but I, similarly to Pete, have heard people say it's trash. Uh, I've also heard people say it's really great. So, oh, and it's not very like accessible anymore because like it's you can still play it on the 360 or the PS3, but like they re-released all the Arkham, the Rocksteady Arkham games, and didn't port that one over. So, I feel like this is kind of their coming out party as like we're the new Batman studio. So I'm really excited to see what that looks like. And I would love for there to be like another good Arkham game. You know, uh, I fuck with those first two games so hard. Like Arkham Asylum was one of the games that like got me back into gaming in like a hardcore way. So I'm, I'm really excited to see the future of that franchise for sure. The, um, there's supposed to be a Batwoman pilot. Uh, for that, for the I'm assuming the new season, I'd be interested to to see what kind of comes out of out of that, uh, especially Pilot. considering, yeah. Um, uh, uh, I, I guess not really a pilot, right? It'll be episode one of season two. Uh, behind the scenes here. Oh, that's uh, impossible. Oh, it, it says uh, of the during the filming. Oh, they they talk about like the creatives, uh, the scenes, and they hear from creatives of that filming of the pilot episode. Um, I, I wasn't sure if it was the like the original original or if it's oh. gonna be like of whatever's coming out with the new stuff. Um, I think that one was just like one that I had my eye on outside of some of the master classes. Um, Isaac Goodhart's gonna be in one uh, oh. with Klaus Johnson, nice. so they're gonna they're gonna do a quick like uh, talking about their craft, tips, tricks, and like breaking into comics. So I thought that'd be interesting. That's not true. You're excited for the Snyder Cut of Justice League panel. Bro! <laughs> release the Snyder Cut! <laughs> uh, there's a weird one on here that I don't really understand. CNN heroes. Real-life heroes <laughs> in the age of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that... Like, I read that headline, man, and I was like, come on, dude. The age of coronavirus? Like, you're ma- it makes it sound like it's a DC event. Like, <laughs> it does. Crisis of Corona or something, you know. <laughs> corona crisis. Corona crisis. <laughs> yeah, that that one is a little confusing to me. Uh, I think I guess the one that I'm most interested in is the one that has to do with comic books, because for the most part, it's all movies here. Because it's like Snyder Cut, The Flash, Black Adam, uh, and then TV stuff too. Ask Harley Quinn, what the fuck is that? I'm sorry. Uh, so I would say the one I'm most interested in is the surprise DC Comics panel. I, I, it's a shame that the t- one twenty minutes of comics has to be a surprise. 
Well, it could be good, though. It could be a good yeah. surprise. It could be the kind of thing that, you know, we want to sort of be wowed by in this way rather than just like an announcement somewhere. It's probably like an event, you would think, right? Endless Winter is coming up. We did talk about that, so it's possible we're getting some news about that. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. There's also the... Uh... There's there's two comics panels. There's a Sandman panel. Oh, oh yeah, true. that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, the Sandman universe. I, I'm also kind of into the Wonder Woman 80th anniversary one, but the panel's kind of small. Uh, it's Gal Gadot, Patty Jenkins, and a special guest. Usually, when they do like a spotlight celebration on a character, it has like there was a Batman one. I don't know what what last year. No, well there was a there was one in 2014 for like the 75th anniversary and it was a big big panel do you think the special guest is um what's her name the original actress linda carter yeah linda carter i could see that i could see that being the case that might be cool um sucks it's only five minutes yeah wait is that really five minutes oh yeah it's five minutes and that's the thing too right is like if this were at you know, San Diego Comic-Con, it, these panels would not be just five minutes. You know, there'd be a lot more meat to it, but... Yeah, it'd be a Q&A. It'd be like a half-hour thing. They'd talk for five minutes, show you, like, a little video, and be like, all right, ask us questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, I think it just it's the Batman panel for the, for the movie. Um, I'm really hyped on that movie. I think it's going to be great. So I, I can't wait. Um, there are a lot of interesting panels here. Uh, oh wow! So, so there's actually another Wonder Woman. There's three Wonder Woman 1984 panels. Three jokers. There's... Three Wonder Woman 1984s. <laughs> oh well, three Wonder Woman panels, I should say. Um, yeah, very interesting. I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this thing to start. For us, it starts in eight minutes. So, very pumped. But uh, we did get some teases ahead of. The fandom. We got to see the poster from the Batman and the logo. Uh, did you guys get to check that out? Yeah, that shit looks sick. Yeah. yeah. I think this this stuff looks beautiful, especially the actual logo. Uh, if you look at it, it's it's very cool. It's got the the bat symbol kind of coming in through the red, bold um, Batman uh, name, the Batman. Uh, I, I think this looks great i love the cracks in in the letters it gives me the impression that this dude's got problems um and i love my batman with problems so i like how sketchy like the bat is yeah too yeah like it's got that like heavy inky style yep like not fully formed yeah 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 which is this is a go ahead no no go ahead go ahead this is like a year two uh type story so oh yeah yeah so he's not like brand brand new but he's still a young young man exactly exactly he's still coming into his own with the with the job so i'm i'm really into that um and uh the it's by jim lee right the yes the the portrait yeah and it and it's clear too like you don't even need to read that like it's just so like it looks like jim lee's batman yeah which is like really cool that like the the promo event or like the promo image for it is like a comic image. Yep. You know, that's neat. And that's something honestly that I feel like they should do more. DC has been, you know, okay with integration. 
Um, but I think when you have an artist like Jim Lee, why wouldn't you use his artwork to promote a movie based on a character like Batman? It just makes sense. Yeah. But then also what we got, and hopefully you guys got the chance to check this out, is the uh, a, a tease of The Rock as Black Adam. He posted that on Instagram, and it's him... It's him in costume. It, I mean, it's just it's it's the Rock as Black Adam. It it looks amazing. I'm 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 watching it right now. They're still doing all this. Oh, okay, there we go. Holy shit! Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> yep. Bro, so he, he doesn't even need to put on a costume. He is Black Adam. Can you believe he's been working on this project or connected to this project for ten years? It certainly yes. feels that way. That is crazy. That is is absolutely crazy. Um, what's your what's your I guess excitement level for that announcement? Because clearly they're gonna do something with that uh, here uh, during the fandom. Um, I'm I'm pretty into it honestly. Like, Rock is truly the char- most charismatic human alive. Uh, <laughs> so why why wouldn't I want to see him in a superhero movie? Uh, especially as the person that he is, which is Black Adam. Real talk, give me, uh, give me a movie with Shazam, Superman, and Black Adam. Take my money. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, he's a character, and I think that because of that, it's it looks like it's going to be fun. And similarly, the the Shazam movie movie was fun. So I think that they're going to definitely take elements of it. It's obviously in the same sort of world. And so, um, or like, you know, from comic wise at least. And yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I have um, good hopes for the movie. As for my interest in the character itself, I don't really know too much about him. So um, I'm kind of like in the dark on it. But otherwise. I'm, I'm, I'm in, man. I, I think uh, The Rock is that, that dude. He's always been the only hesitation, the only frustration that I have here is the fact that it is The Rock. And so I'm worried that Black Adam might not get to actually be the kind of villain he is. Yeah. Um, that's my biggest concern. Because like Will Smith as Deadshot, right? Right. Was He was basically not villainous, you know? And Deadshot is a, is a, is a, is a sociopath. He's pretty you know? lecherous guy. Yeah. And you didn't get that. What you got out of that movie is that he's a family man who shoots people. There's there's certain actors who are so bigger than, like, they, they're stars. Will Smith, maybe not as much now, but certainly in his heyday was a superstar. Dwayne Johnson is arguably, like, the biggest star in Hollywood right now. If he's not the, he's, like, top three. So, like, they have that clout where they can just be themselves on camera and everyone's like, I'm here, all right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I no. Go ahead, go ahead, Phil. You've been trying to you've been trying to get this out. Hear me out. Kevin Hart as Mister Mind. You know that two inch worm. That's a Shazam villain. Oh that's that's really funny. <laughs> I, ha- I have to. I have to. Yeah, I have to give it up. That's I. En- I endorse. <laughs> I might. Mark, I, I know might you don't endorse. know who that is. So look it up. No, I think you guys mentioned it when we did the review or something. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm aware of that character. Yeah. 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 So I, uh, 
I'm I'm pretty much there with it, where it's just like I really like The Rock, so I'm I'm here for it for that reason, you know. But I, I definitely share your concerns, Sean. Where like it might just be a great vehicle for The Rock rather than like a great Black Adam movie. But like I'm also not. I don't have a super strong connection to Black Adam, so like as much as I'd rather see The Rock actually like. You know, be like, I'm going to be a bad guy and I'm going to play a villain and, and get into that. And like, I'm likable enough that like, I'll still be charismatic, you know? And like, I want to see that from him because I think those are the best villains anyway, right? Like, you think about the best portrayals of the Joker and like, that's the show stealing character, you know, in those Batman movies. So like, you can be charismatic and likable as a bad guy. And, I hope that The Rock is willing to go there. But I think even if he's not, it'll still probably be fun because I like him and he's it's fun to watch him in things. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful for it. I hope it comes together. The biggest difference uh, in terms of the examples that you gave is that he's actually getting his own movie. Right. That's true. So, you know, we saw Joker film, which was led by a villain. And we saw how that played out, and I think that that was effective. It did a good job of establishing him as the monster he is, but also kind of showing you how he got there. Black Adam is one of the only villains who I do believe has a compelling enough story divorced from the hero to stand on his own with a film. And so I don't have a problem with that as long as he's allowed to be monstrous on some level. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix won a damn Academy Award for Best Actor for that portrayal. Like, people can get into a charismatic villain. I think of Michael B. Jordan in, in Black Panther. Obviously not a movie where a villain is the, the main character, but Michael B. Jordan, for all intents and purposes, really carries a lot of the load of that movie, why it's yeah. so excellent. Um, I feel like he was the breakout actor from that movie. Um, I can't remember. If... Well, yeah, all right. Um. The real missed opportunity, and I've said it before on this show, is not having John Cena as Shazam. That way you can have Rock versus Cena 3 in the superhero movie. You had me with the Kevin Hart. <laughs> you lost me lost with John me Cena. With Cena, man. Sorry. You, you can't see him as that? Oh, God. Right now I don't want to see you. Uh, we also got a couple of words from Jim Lee. Uh, that are worth mentioning here ahead of the fandom. He talked about the return of Milestone, uh, that that's going to be announced at fandom. Oh. Again, I mean, we've had this announcement made like two or three times at this point. We talked about this on the show like a month ago. But but at an event? But you can't announce an announcement. Like, that's the... Like, he's like, oh, we're going to announce that Milestone's coming back at DC. Well, you just told me. That's the announcement. (laughs) You took all the heat out of it, bro. Well, they give me details. The return of Milestone, to to answer your question, Marco, has been announced at San Diego Comic-Con before. Really? Oh, damn. So, um, and then nothing materialized uh, at that point. So this is now... Because then they, they also announced it as coming back. Um, we talked about it on the show. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're getting that announcement. The only cool potential thing about it is hopefully 
I don't personally, I don't feel like saying Milestone is coming back is enough. You got to give me a creative team or two or three. You got to give me book titles. I got to know what it's going to be. So short of that, whatever. But hopefully we do get those things. Yeah, dude, that's that's exactly where I'm at with it. We're like, I want to be interested in that, but like come out with like, Here's here's the cover of Static Number One. Here's who's on it, and it's a hot creative team of like people that like we know who are like landmark creators, and it looks impressive. Brian you know, like, Michael Bendis, you're right. Pete. Please no. <laughs> he knows how to write black characters. He's done it before. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Honestly, Marco, you you you. You make a strong point. He's responsible for the most popular black superhero of of the last what fifteen years. Maybe it's time for round two. <laughs> Ten years from now, Static will be in a Sony movie. It'll be amazing. I didn't know he worked on Black Panther. That's cool. <laughs> Unreal. I said new superhero. Did I? Nope. Maybe I didn't. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it also appears as though uh, John. Ridley's Batman book will be releasing. Uh, they did. Jim, Jim Lee also spoke about that as as being something that was impending. If you guys recall, he was originally slated to write the um, as part of Five G. He was going to be relaunching Batman, and it was going to star. Oh God, what was this guy's name? Uh, I can't remember. A black, the black character, um, Lucius Fox's oh, who, son. Yeah, fuck. He was the guy who was going to be the new Batman. Yes, in five years. Yes, he was Mar- going to be Marcius Marcius Fox. What? I don't know. I was thinking Martius. Martius is Martius a name? <laughs> Martius. Is, 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 is his name twentieth century? It's a dumb joke. I'm Lucas. Sorry. It's Lucas. It's Luke Fox, Fox right? <laughs> <laughs> John has had enough of my shitty, shitty jokes. That broken him. That was the worst thing I've ever heard. Two hundred episodes in, he's done. Unreal. Uh, <laughs> we also, God, I, I just, I don't even know how to go, proceed. Uh, we also learned from Jim Lee that DC would be pulling back their publishing line by 20 to 25 percent. Wolf. Yep. And that they would be focusing. It seems like almost primarily on 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 you know digital. Uh, Let's go, baby. So he talked about international content and wanting to get more international books out there as well. Um, But he did say, uh, we'll take the most successful books and repackage it as physical in reference to digital only stuff. I think there is definitely business to be had in physical periodicals. But that said, I think there's greater upside in digital because we can go to a more global audience and the barrier to entry, especially in this pandemic, is lower. It's a lot easier to get digital content into the hands of consumers that want to read stories. We want to lean into that and think thoughtfully what digital content should be, what it should look like, and the format. And that's kind of like a two-year plan he t- he talks about for them. 
What do you guys think? I really liked. I really liked the the headline of the Bleeding Cool article was their two year plan for global digital dominance. <laughs> you know, just just like a little low key goal like that, dominating the world. Good shit, Julian. Yep. Work, um, work for Pinky in the Brain, homie. Did it? Anyway, uh, I I'm interested by this because I think it um, it speaks to like a, a an ongoing discussion we've had on this show, right? About like the fact that I think it, on some level comics need to um, you know continue to embrace the digital market as time goes on and find ways to to make that palatable for for more consumers. Um, and one of the things that we talked about with you know the cutting of the of the line with DC, and you know how how those things can impact like which books get made. The idea of them, you know, maybe being able to like uh, take the fact that they're printing less books and be able to funnel that money that was going into you know printing some of those books, getting them on shelves and stuff like that, and maybe funnel that into other titles that are digital only because they they cost a little bit less to produce and distribute um beside the fact that they might be able to potentially expand their markets into other regions where physical comics are tougher to get them to or get to those consumers like that's interesting like i i obviously right now it's just lip service and like everything i'm saying is conjecture but the idea of like maybe they print less books but that doesn't mean they have to make less titles and that rather than you know, uh, Daphne Byrne number fucking four having to be on the shelves that that month, right? They do all of Daphne Byrne, and if it if it's good and people like it, if it has critical uh, acclaim or is selling well, they do the full volume of it and sell it that way. And like, you know, obviously we've kind of talked about how Image has done that with certain books like Crowded, which went from a month to month to a collected volume format um, because that's more it's more cost effective. So I, I'm wondering if like, I don't know, like the real path forward, the real evolution for the industry isn't some kind of like hybridization of those things, you know, of like digital being the the testing ground for books that are like seen as less safe, you know, I don't know. I think um, uh, one of the interesting things is how he mentioned that he wants to have it ex- more accessible around the world, which is yeah. a good point because, like, if, if you're able to hit different people in different markets with different modes of consumption, then you'll find success elsewhere. And and that's not going to necessarily disparage the people who pick it up physically, but you'll just have, like, maybe more of a focus elsewhere and you'll be making more, more money as a company elsewhere. Um, obviously... Uh, that's not to say that you know you can't just buy it through some sort of comicsology thing or like a, a separate platform. So I don't know how that's gonna work. I think those details need to be figured out as well. Because um, you could buy digitally. I'm assuming directly through through them the same way that Marvel does. Um, but what about those like uh, aggregators? I don't know how that's gonna work. I think that those are those are tricky details. Um, by uh, what what piqued my interest was what he mentioned about being able to see more international content because i think um that's really interesting they did a uh a thing that um batman europa which was yes, yes. like an italian an italian book um 
that I, I had found across on, uh, I think it's on the DC Universe app. And um, I, I thought it was in, like an interesting concept that they would be able to, to you know, introduce other ideas and other creators outside of the US that um, can, can tell these kind of stories because the European market has a different sort of perspective on comics as a whole. And that can, uh, that can infect potentially, you know, the U S and how they consume certain things. So I think there's a, there's a lot of potential in this sort of move outside of just, um, you know, not necessarily putting aside people who read physical, but, uh, maybe not prioritizing them necessarily because there are other ways to, there are other ways to produce the same sort of content or even more content at a more like you mentioned Pete, more cost-effective rate and still be able to tell stories because at the end of the day people want to read the stories um and i think that if you're able to adjust the way that you consume it uh people are gonna are gonna go to where the stories tend to happen the the point you made about like the different tastes in european markets is really interesting to me too because i wonder if like one of the things we talked about last week was our concern of like what um, the scaling back would mean for like Hill House books mm-hmm. or like the ability to see like a dark, uh, not a dark horse, um, like a Vertigo rebrand and seeing more of those weird, like non top level, you know, Justice League kind of characters. And like, I wonder if their ability to expand into the British market or not the British market, the European market, like, might increase the readership of something like hill house because there's more of a taste for horror comics there and like you know kind of find ways to make those books that are not selling like a batman does sell a little bit better and like have that top 10 be a little bit more diverse um by speaking to different kinds of readers in you know different different markets that they haven't really tapped and and if they're able to do that in in parts of Asia where digital consumption is much more readily like available, and they're able to translate them and, and maybe even introduce things like they did the the Batman manga, you know, and like like there there are ways to cater to the market and even adapt it for the market itself. That just means more stories. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I I'm I'm bummed out how much dc is changing uh and you know the fact that because look jim lee isn't gonna come out and say hey we're being forced to do this there's a gun to our head we don't have a choice but the reality is no matter what anybody wants to admit is that this is coming from on high this is coming from people who don't read comics probably who don't have a relationship with them or care about them this is at&t Right, um, AT and T now owns Warner Media, right? So they don't care about comics. They care about overhead. They care about how much money can we make? Um, how much money can we save? Look at who they look at who they fired. They fired people that have been in this industry since you know double the amount of time that i've been alive almost Paul Levitz. yeah you, you gotta be kidding me um so i can't get to a place in my mind where i can think this is okay when it's being spearheaded by people who don't care and aren't interested um you can't get rid of people like that and then tell me everything's gonna be okay i just there's a lot of risk i don't buy a lot of risk 
Yeah. Yep. And Jim Lee's not even the editor anymore. He's not. He's not even. You know, he lost his position as well. That's all I can think about. He's got a panel today with Fandom, and he's talking about this stuff. And like, man, I know when people like get paid cuts and like where they get paid, like they they like get bumped down or whatever. A lot of that motivation goes away because think about it. Like, sure. You know, if we if we demoted Kale on this podcast lower than he already is, because he already is the fifth pal, uh, <laughs> if we made him like a pal junior, he might miss half the episodes <laughs> we do instead of a quarter. Speaking of the fandom, which you just mentioned, I am now entering the fandom. Uh, okay, let's go over live to Sean, who's reporting from the fandom. Sean, what are you seeing? Uh, what I see is amazing, actually. This is so cool. The intro is like this, you're like walking into this huge room, the doors are opening, there are panels on the wall, you're seeing these different characters, Wonder Woman, Batman, uh, Lobo, all these different people, and it's this crazy cool entrance, and now I've entered into the panel itself, which is the Wonder Woman 1984 panel, Uh, Chris Pine is talking right now, they're showing footage from the movie, Uh, this is so cool, Uh, Chris Pine is there, Pedro Pascal's there, um... Wow, wow, wow. Uh, shoot, the director. The director of the movie. Um, Wonder Woman? Uh, Patty Jenkins? Patty Jenkins is there, of course. Gal Gadot's there. This is awesome. I, uh, I, won't, I won't belabor, because the panel's going on. I will watch it later, but uh, that's my live reactions. It's looking pretty cool so far. The, the visual of it is awesome. It's awesome. You're seeing... These these actors, oh snap! They got um, they got uh, we just we Linda Carter, Linda Carter. yeah, Linda Carter's yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, she just showed up. Oh man, I, you're I'm in there now too, folks. Yeah, nice. yeah, I just pulled it up. Yeah, wow. She flashed the W and did the 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 bracelets. Yes. Oh yeah, there's Kristen Wiig. God, how old is she? She's gotta be in. Let's see. So she was probably in her twenties in the seventies. So it's been forty years. She's gotta be in her sixties, right? Sixties or seventies? Sixty-nine. Right. She's sixty-nine. Man, good for you. You're doing. You're doing good, Linda Carter. Yeah, that's that's wild. So while that panel's going on, we'll be referencing it. If there's anything, you know, super worth um, speaking on, but. Um, back to the news. We just have a little bit more to go. Uh, I did want to mention, we don't have to really talk about it too much, but I did want to mention that, uh, there is a Craven the Hunter and another movie that both have now found directors. Now let's start with Craven because this one's simpler. Uh, Craven the Hunter is a movie we've talked about before as being something that, uh, Sony was working on, of course. We've said we're lukewarm on the concept. Craven probably needs to be in a movie um, alongside Spider-Man because of how what his origin is. But J.C. Chander is now tied in to direct this movie. He directed something called Triple Frontier. Um, and they have tapped him now to make, uh, to make a Craven movie. So there you go. I wonder what he'll hunt. <laughs> <laughs> This is his first hunt. Oh, Craven's first um, hunt. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, what? It, it sure does. <laughs> it's just like I picture his dad being like, "All right, Craven, today we're gonna go on our first hunt. We're gonna start small. We're gonna start with squirrels." 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, gonna hunt rabbits. I don't know. Do, should <laughs> I like? Do I need to start my campaign against these films now, or if you want to be proven wrong in a year that's, or two when they come out? That's right. Then, yeah. This is the hot take segment. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I you know I think I think the the thing that kills me is that no matter what I say, it doesn't matter. Because if I if I start my campaign now and I hate it and I'm right, I won't be happy. And if I'm wrong, I'll just get dunked on another hundred episodes, you know. So <laughs> it's uh, it's it's truly a no win scenario for me here. I think that's uh, fair to say. He's having an existential crisis on our two hundredth episode, where he's basically like Owl Man from Earth Two, where he's like, "It doesn't matter. Nothing matters." <laughs> It's true. At the end of the day, like my fate is sealed. I'm no matter what. At some point, I'm gonna just have to sit back and let these movies happen to me, and I'll either get to laugh along or or cry. So we'll see what happens. Holy shit! Pete's becoming honk. <laughs> Here's my question. My question is: Does does Eminem do a song for both of these movies? Because if he does, that in- that instantly makes me more interested. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope it's just the same song for every movie. Craven kills his yeah. first opponent, Mom Spaghetti. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I expressed my feelings about it already. I'm not excited. The next one, though, is a little bit more interesting, maybe. So... We now know that Olivia Wilde will be directing an untitled film. Uh, and according to Deadline, they're suggesting that it will be a female character who will be the main character. And rumor has it, it's Spider-Woman. Uh, nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that is way, way more interesting. Right, because it's like okay, cool. Like, Spider Woman could lead a film, so that's great. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, the article calls out that she apparently penned the script with uh, her writing partner Katie Silverman, and they worked on uh, Booksmart together last year, which is like a an indie comedy that I thought was really, really good. I actually didn't realize that Olivia Wilde had worked on it. Um, so. Knowing that her most previous film was one that I I definitely dug, I thought it was one of the the better comedies I've seen. And it's like a it's a good coming of age comedy, you know. Um, and you don't get too many of those these days. So that coupled with the fact that it's not a character who seems too thin to have their own movie, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Um. She's... Any other thoughts? Um. My the thing I always remember first about Spider Woman is the moment from New Avengers, or, or yeah, New Avengers, where uh, everyone is trying to figure out why they're so attracted to her, and it's because she has these pheromones that just yes. naturally make dudes attracted to her. Yep. And Spider Man's like, I have a wife. <laughs> Cut this out. Damn. And a mistress. Wait, who's the mistress? Black Cat. Oh. You're just projecting again. Okay, fine. You go. You go. I'll I'll show you some issues. <laughs> Listen, Pete. You show me your issues every time we do an episode, homie. 
Um, <laughs> I I love Spider Woman. I I really do. I think she's awesome. I've always been a fan. She was one of the first. God, she might have been the first woman superhero that I ever saw in a comic. Once I started reading comics, like for real, um, because she was a member of the New Avengers. And I loved her ever since. I think she's great. That being said, I really just do not understand like how this is going to work because they don't have Spider-Man. He just doesn't exist, right? So, or if he, or maybe he does and we don't know yet. I don't know. You know, this movie comes out after Morbius and Morbius looks like it's going to include several references to Spider-Man. Uh, we know that Michael Keaton is in the movie. Michael Keaton obviously played Vulture in uh, in uh, Homecoming. So that's weird. And then there is a poster visible in the Morbius trailer that references Spider-Man. So we'll have to see how things play out when we get to Spider-Woman movie. But as I sit here Venom now... Venom 2 comes out before that too, Venom right? 2 also does come out before that. So there may be something there we don't know he, which, yeah spider-man could be in that fucking movie for all we know which uh, we we you know venom managed to make a film work without spider-man that was a whole controversy before that so this is probably a little trickier but i think they could do it we'll see uh there actually is a a new wonder woman trailer airing right now on the fandom oh, so shit. oh shit uh, we're gonna watch that and give you our live reactions oh my god that was crazy Wonder Woman just Yo. deflected bullets with her with her lasso. She was spinning the lasso and deflecting all these bullets. Oh my god, this is so cool! Wow, Gal Gadot really just oh my god is Wonder Woman. Don't show Cheetah, but show her. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I god. love Yo, Cheetah. I'm so excited that they're actually like making use of the whip in this movie, like better. Yep. There's so many fight scenes we've seen with it already. Oh man! Wow, that's so cool. Oh, is it Phil oh, the new oh. host? Yes! Wow! Whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh damn! Oh damn! We just got a real look at Cheetah. Yo, this is sick! Oh my god! Damn! From the top rope! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, dude, this movie looks fucking sick. Are you kidding me? Oh, doing an '80s montage, a fashion wow. montage. I love Cheetah, you guys. I love Cheetah. I love Chris Pine's fanny pack. I don't. <laughs> All right. That looks great. So I can't wait to see that. Yeah, that, that 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 sold me harder than I had already been sold. Um notoriously I didn't like the first Wonder Woman movie, but that looked crazy good. So hopefully. Uh, that is what we can expect from the quality of that of that movie. Um, let's let's jump into the game, guys. You are you ready? Oh, oh I'm ready. I'm ready to win. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Ready to ready to kick Kale's candy ass. I'll tell you that. Ooh. Uh, my money's on Marco. Yeah, to lose. We're fucking <laughs> not gonna even get close, bro. Well, Marco, you know what, man? I beat you once in Smash. I mean, it's gonna happen again. So, like, especially right now. 
I'm coming for you. You don't have to. Oh. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead and listen to our epic newlywed game. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And uh, we will see you on the other side after you know the results of the game. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newlywed game Comics Pals Edition, the show where we rock the boat and maybe rock the Casper. I'm your host, Phil Casey. And now, let's bring out our contestants. First, hailing from parts unknown, let's bring out our South Philly dream team, Pete and Sarah. Hi! Johnny <laughs> Trash Talk? Uh, no, 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 we're here for a good, clean fight. <laughs> okay, next, let's introduce the couple that fans at home have dubbed the favorite to win, Sean and Rebecca! Hello, hello. Got any trash for us? We want the trash. I mean, listen, nine years, lots of comic book movies, lots of conversations between us about all this geeky stuff. Uh, I think we've got as good a shot as anybody. And uh, in fact, I'm already planning how I'm going to enjoy the stories, the humiliating stories that the rest of you are going to have to tell after we win. That's right, folks. The losers yeah. at home will have to share a uh, an embarrassing and possibly revealing embarrassing story of their relationship. More on that later. Let's go to our next couple, the Weeb and the Queen, Marco and Mariana. <laughs> hey! Uh, just saying, if you've got nine, Sean, I've got ten years, so bring it on. Hey! Wait, is right. that true? Yeah, ten years this year. Oh, congrats. Uh, uh, only only Sandman under our under belt, but, you know, 10 years. We got That's you on it. that. All right. Well, we've read a few more. Saga. Yeah. Two. Two okay. whole books in 10 years. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and now, let's go to our final team, the real Harlem Globetrotters, Kale and Jess. <laughs> yeah. Give us that sweet dirt. So it's been, wow. One week? Four years? Six. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) A lifetime for me. Fleeting (laughs) moments of love for him. Spread across continents. We're going to win. Oh, Oh, damn. We've got got six years, two master's degrees, halfway through a PhD, and... A dog. A dog. A dog. (laughs) At, at least a dozen published comics between us. Surely we'll be all right. Surely. Don't I got to tell you, uh, Jess, the one thing I agree with you on so far is that I also feel like I've known Kale a lifetime. And that's because <laughs> knowing Kale is so grinding that I feel like a lifetime has gone by. So we've been stuck in quarantine right. here. And I think the thing I've said to him most is, you're a very difficult person. <laughs> <laughs> quarantine has lasted the last eight years of our six relationship. Now, hold, hold on, hold on. This isn't a game where you fight each other. You fight the other couples. <laughs> Obviously, fight. that's where our power comes. Fight. This is pillow talk. <laughs> this is nothing. Save the, re- the revealing stories for later. 
Uh, everyone at home, thank you for tuning in to our 200th episode. This is a little special feature we're doing here where we've brought on all the pals, girlfriends, wives, and fiancés to join us in a little competition to see who knows who best. Let's go over the rules. We're going to do three rounds of questions to determine how well the significant others of the pals know their partners. These are going to be all comic book related questions that will really test the strength and fortitude for our lovebirds. Uh-oh, I don't listen when he talks about those. <laughs> no one likes it when I use the word lovebirds. And I just don't listen. First round, we'll have three, uh, four questions total, where each question will be worth one point. This will be our easiest round, so hopefully everyone escapes this round with four points. Uh, next is the swimsuit competition, where our boys will show off their bikini zones. Whoa. I mean, uh, 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 round two will also have four questions. They'll be a little tougher, and the room will get hotter. Uh, the, this, this round will also have four questions. That, you guessed it. We'll have two points apiece. That's when you really feel the heat turning up. Finally, our final round. Uh, that's when you guys just can't handle the fire and you'll have to get out of the kitchen. These questions will be worth four point, or three points, also four questions. To kind of go over what we're doing here, I'll ask all of our couples the same questions to start around. Example, what's your pal's favorite color? Both members of the couple will write their answer at the same time. For example, Jess will write down what she believes Kale's favorite color is while Kale writes down what his favorite color actually is. Every couple will do this at the same time. After everyone has had a chance to write down their responses, I will go through each couple one at a time, randomly, just to see how well they know one another. Uh, if we end up having a tie past the three rounds, we will do a lightning round sudden death series of questions where the first couple wins, wins the game. Now what's at stake here? We kind of alluded to it earlier. The losing couples, that is to say everyone but the one couple that wins, will have to reveal embarrassing stories about their relationship. More? <laughs> I feel like that already happens to Marco. More so. <laughs> yes. Was that on the air? I do think we're at a disadvantage here because Marco shares so much <laughs> that it's kind of hard to like pick something that like he hasn't already shared. To who? Um, who does he share this to? He totally tells you guys. And like the power. Yeah, but listeners. not the listeners. That's the, He's never that's once the talked on the show. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, then this is going to be really great. <laughs> that's why so we're much here. Dirt. That's why we're here. How are you all feeling here? Are you guys nervous? Oh, no, I got this. Confidence. I listened to the first two now years. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> Also, I'm very competitive, and I I don't un really understand what the word losing means, mm. um, cause you know all I do is win, 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 no matter what. We'll we'll be but, teaching oh, you today. Oh, bring it. This on. is an education <laughs> lesson. So, uh, if you're joining us on YouTube, thank you for joining us. Watch along. We'll write down all the answers on uh, our couples. will hold them up. If you're listening, we'll say them out loud. You won't be lost either way. And either way, let's jump into round one. Let's start easy, everyone. This is a real simple one. Who is your pal's favorite comic book character? Real simple question here. Not too difficult. That is easy. I know that. It could be anyone. 
could be Archie. For all. how's everyone doing? I see. I see. We got a couple more people writing down. Done. Ooh, Done. I like the confidence. <laughs> is everyone ready? Oh, I see. Jess is still mm-hmm. writing. Ooh, Kayla, Jess, she's thinking one hard. character, not a book. Oh, <laughs> she's trying to recall how to spell Mister Metzikzulplik. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she spelled it as well as you said it. <laughs> Let us go to our most confident couple, Marco and Mari. Mari. Swamp thing. Swamp thing. Swamp uh, thing. It looks like it's Swamp thing. One point. It is, baby. One point there. We all knew what that answer was going to be. Longtime listeners, even I new mean, listeners. I mean, it's the t-shirts. It's the sweaters. It's the artwork. Right. I'm not sure what gave it up. <laughs> it's the body pillow. It's the shrubbery around the house. <laughs> the shrubbery. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't dyed himself green, but all good. <laughs> all right, well, let's go over to our next couple, the humble South Philly duo of Doom. Sarah, who is Pete's favorite comic book character? Hold it up. Invincible Pete. I wrote Spider-Man. Oh, no! It's my favorite comic, yeah. I mean, like, I I feel like I, I totally, yeah, that's that's fair answer. That's a Marco, great start. Mar, you guys are first one. What do We're off to a this? great start. Uh, <laughs> I mean... We just, do it. Just take the ring back. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sarah, Sarah, come back. Stay. <laughs> I'm totally if they got that wrong, I'm sweating. Round one, we're already over. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, well, let's go over to our folks that have traveled uh, throughout Oceania and Europe and the United States. Kale and Jess. Jess, who is Kale's favorite comic book character? Spider-Man. Kale? Uh Oh. It's the tick. It's the tick. Oh, my God. You guys are on top right now. What do you have to say to this? Uh, The underdog comes out on top, baby. Oh, hey. Hey. But can I can I just point out, um, Kale? What was all that you were talking about about all those PhDs and everything? <laughs> well, she doesn't have it yet. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> now let's go over to our favorites. Rebecca, who was Sean's favorite comic book character? Jean Grey. Oh, Jean Grey. Sean. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. The Phoenix is fifteen different people. That doesn't count. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, we got ourselves a tie coming out of that first question. But I'm sorry. I would have, even I would have known that because uh, he's making Marco read X-Men. So just saying. That was a community decision. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go over to another easy question here. What is your pal's favorite movie based on a comic book or comic book character? This isn't necessarily a superhero movie. It just has to be based off a comic book. <laughs> you guys know how hard it is to live with someone that hates everything and bitches about everything. I don't know. Oh no, Jess, we, we do a show. Yeah. But we we deal with this. Them, we deal with them once a week, though. Jess has to deal with that 24-7, 365. I totally regret not practicing. Oh! Well, let's see what happens when we get to round three. Oh, fuck. I believe you, baby. Oh, wait, can I curse? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, you fuck listened yeah. to the show. I know. <laughs> Has everyone written down their responses? Are we trying to keep this PG-13 no, or no. like rated R? Hey, say whatever you need to say. Just don't incriminate us, please. 
<laughs> All right, if everyone is ready, we will go. I'm still not. Oh, sorry. I need a second. Go ahead. Take your time. So, Sean, Rebecca, you tied Marco and Mari here in that first little set of questions. Feeling confident still? Pretty uh, confident, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a shocking first round. Uh, or first question, I should say. Uh, I think it was very revealing. Oh, I like I like that. Okay, are we all ready? Jess? Yes. Okay, that's great because I'm coming to you first. Jess, what is Kale's favorite comic book movie based on a comic book or comic book character? The Mask. Kale? Mm, mask of the Phantasm. Missing a couple words. We, oh. we watched it a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I very specifically said this is the best movie. <laughs> you know, best. Not best favorite. is not favorite. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Let's go over to our other couple who hasn't scored any points yet. Sarah, what is Pete's favorite comic book movie based on a comic book or comic book character? Into the Spider Verse. I did write Into the Spider Verse. Hey! 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 All right. All right. <laughs> we got one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, we're on the on board. The we're board. on the board. <laughs> Sean, Rebecca, Rebecca, what is Sean's favorite comic book movie based on a comic book or a comic book character? I put The Dark Knight. Sean, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight calls it. I yes. just want to say I feel very confident when I place my bet on you two. I'm, you know, it's working out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which is the third one? I call bullshit. Dark Knight. Rises. There's record on the show. Please. He never has said that Rises is his favorite. He's just defended it. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, no, not right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. How about, hey, hey, Pete, how about you pull your nose out? You're playing for yourself. <laughs> Are you just mad because you don't have a single point on the board right oh, now? There you go. Because there you, go. It, you seem a little shaken. No, I'm just mad. <laughs> what else is new? That's his superpower, everyone. Marco, Mari, Mari, what is Marco's favorite comic book movie? All right, full disclosure, I'm working on of, of a process of, emil- of elimination here. Okay. Because I have no clue. Oh. Um, <laughs> I think... It's not something. It's not something. I legit don't have any clue. Uh, I wrote Doom Patrol. That's a TV show. Not a movie. <laughs> not a movie. Oh. It was uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, damn. Hell yeah. I mean, I also had Star Wars as an option, and I even possibly wrote Dark Knight based on his uh, reaction. (laughs) So, (laughs) I was way off. (laughs) Okay, so coming out of that second question, Sean and Rebecca have a lead here. How's it feel, guys? Pretty good. As expected. As expected. (laughs) They were the favorites after all. That's, That's why. That's why we're together. Let's do a fun question here now. If your pal had a superpower, any superpower, what superpower would that be? I've told you this before. You know this. Come on. Oh, we talked about so many different varieties. We've talked about so many different things. Was this part of the wedding planning? Probably not. Why would it be? That'd be batty. Let me just tell you, no one one told me this was part of getting married. (laughs) It is to Marco. Unfortunately, when you marry one pal, you marry all the pals, I guess. Hey. <laughs> Girl, anytime you want to come over. Well, Kelly, I got some points first. 
Yeah, fair. <laughs> the fact that you're this unconfident about it, I'm very nervous. Oh. <laughs> well, we're going to learn a lot about each other today. This is like therapy. Okay. Uh, let us go to our squirrelist couple first again. Jess, what superpower would Kale get? What would he, what would he have? Coffee summoning. Coffee summoning. <laughs> wow, that's that, I, I will say, Kale. Before you answer, that's well thought out. <laughs> that's well thought out, and it's a lot more thought out than my answer, which is common writer powers. Common <laughs> <laughs> writer powers. He doesn't even know what they are. Can I get a half point for him realizing that I knew the answer more than he did? Sometimes we just know better. How does Jess get points, but I don't? Is is I think the question. That's marriage. The wife always wins. I'm I'm dragging her down. (laughs) You're the anchor. All right, let's go over to our leading team now. Rebecca, what powers would Sean have? Um, wasn't too sure, but I went with telekinesis. Oh, interesting, Sean. Okay, so now this is this is going to be interesting because I put down mind reading. Nope, nope. It is different. That's nope. telepathy. Not the same. Yeah. Okay. All right. Telekinesis close, is moving stuff with the mind. That's you guys... what you meant, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> This is a tough one. This one is like not a thing that would come up very often. So this this takes a lot of intuition, I feel like. Mari, what would Marco want? Um, based on the fact that the one only thing that I actually do know about him is that he likes swamp thing, I put connecting <laughs> to nature. <laughs> nope. I do that when I go and make it into the forest. But I also put what I wish he could do, which is making money. <laughs> Wow. Oh. So it's I'm not quite sure. I, I it's cartoon powers. What's that? I had the fucker fun. cartoon he just, powers. He like, just like wrote flying, crossed it out, and then wrote cartoon powers. Like you know, like uh like Bugs Bunny, he pulls out oh, a hammer out of nowhere. He has like oh you know, my an- god animation powers. And you whatnot. already. Oh, I, I think right. I speak for you everyone. You want animation powers Hold on. over the power to make money? Phil's gonna say something. You can make my bad. You can make animation money. I think I think <laughs> I speak for everyone here on the show when I say Marco already has cartoon powers. He's already a cartoon <laughs> character. <laughs> Salute. You're not wrong. All right, Sarah. What is Pete's superpower wish? So I know it's the power to stop time, but I wrote invincibility. Or invisibility. You wrote invisibility, but yeah, I did write the ability to stop time. Whoa! I remembered it as we were going That close. You knew. I knew it. I knew it. I just forgot. I was panicking. Oh. No one got any points that time. That's okay. That's a that was a trick to watch. We had it. We would have we would have caught up. I know. I'm so so sorry. I knew it. (laughs) Let's close out round one here. This one might be a little easy for some people on here. Come on. If your <laughs> pal could date any comic book character, who would it be? Oh my god, there's so many, you fuck! <laughs> <laughs> You've mentioned like three. <laughs> Okay. Do you have to use an actual name? What if you know of the person but don't know the name? Well, you gotta know the name, Mark. <laughs> well, let's, let's see what happens. I'm uh, curious. No, gotta have a name. I, gotta have a I, name. I, I'm, I'm curious what happens, though. 
try that. Let's see what happens. Okay. Phil's the judge. If it's really funny, I might give you a... (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. We're closing out on round one. Right now, we have a scoreless team on the board that have two masters between them. And we have a team that everyone before the show was saying they're the front runners. And indeed, they're leading the pack. Is everyone ready? Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay, let's start with let's start with Sean and Rebecca because I don't know if Rebecca knows this. This is just such a weird thing that I don't think anyone knows about Sean. What an obscure detail. Yeah, that's really tough. But if I how about at the same time? Yes. Okay. If I had to guess, I would say Jean. Jean Grey. There it is. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a question on here of if you could kill one character, who would it be? So, Kale, I'm sorry, you can't say Jean Grey for that. Oh. <laughs> <What>? Everyone. <laughs> Let's go over to you guys now. Jess, who would Kale date if you could date a fictional character? I'm going on previous answers. The Tick. Kale's <laughs> <Kill's> progressive. <laughs> answer, her answers are so much better than mine. <laughs> Gwen Stacy. Oh, that really? That Gwen, Gwen Stacy's my dream girl. That tracks. Yeah, that makes a you lot of sense. You mean your wife is your dream girl, right? I know what I said. <laughs> All the women were like, ooh. <laughs> 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 <a> douche chills. <laughs> douche chills indeed. Uh, Sarah, who would Pete date? Well, he's always trying to get me to dye my hair red. Oh my so god! I, so I said MJ from, from nice. Spider-Man. Oh, that's such a good guess, babe, but I put Black Cat. Oh! <laughs> Just Classics. like Peter Parker. Classic Spider-Man Peter conundrum. Parker. Classic. What are you gonna do? Pete's second favorite superhero after Invincible. You're not gonna you're not gonna dye your hair white, you know. I'm not gonna dye my hair white, no. <laughs> Pete, if you had said Mary Jane, maybe she would have done it for you. Maybe if you win. Yeah, never again. Fuck. (laughs) Maybe that's the real win for the winner. (laughs) She's looking out for you, Pete. That's funny. I got you. Well, let's see if she's looking out for you, Marco. Mari, who would Marco date? Oh, crap. All right, so so once again, I have two answers, right? Uh, okay. So you I'm gonna go with plan. I'm gonna go with plan A, but I have to explain plan B. So plan A is the girl from Swamp Thing, Abby Arcane. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was plan B? Swamp Thing. <laughs> uh. I, well, can't, I, I can't give you the point there. I'm sorry. Wait, no, wait, no, no, but you have to. That's no. the only thing I knew. Hold on, hold on. Mariana, what is Swamp Thing's human name? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, no so round points. two. <laughs> no points. Round two. Let's go. That's bullshit. Oh, I knew it, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, incredible. No. Can we get a half point? No. Nope. No. Come on. <laughs> Incredible. Do better. Let's now before we go to round two, let's do a little couple interview here, just real quick. Let's go to our uh, the couple that's trailing the most right now, Kale and Jess. Guys, how do you meet? How do you how do you guys come to know each other? Our listeners are dying to know. Oh, uh, we we met at school. <laughs> oh, real exciting. Jess, throw some I love mean, into that's it. What, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, when did you guys know that you were meant to be? 
Oh man, this segment's Damn. dying. <laughs> Dead air. All right, let's move on to the next couple. <laughs> you know, that's what marriage does. Wait. Speak to the ones that are winning, and then maybe come back to us later. <laughs> 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 maybe that's... we're not meant to be. Oh no! <laughs> this is what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I've never heard you laugh so evilly. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. Anything before I move to the next couple that you want to share about your relationship? I'm trying to toss some when, softballs. Jess, when when did you know that we were meant to be? Uh, still not sure. She's like Phil. You give her a straight question, she won't answer it. I answer straight questions. I'm not, I'm, the, I'm not the one being asked questions on this show, though. I am the question asker. Okay, I'm going to move on to the next couple. You guys did a great job. Uh, this, this is going about as well as I thought it would. Great. Uh, Pete and Sarah, uh, how did you guys meet? Uh, we met in high school. We dated in high school twice, and then broke up, and was with other people for like almost a decade. And then we reconnected, and um, that's when we got together this time. <laughs> that's wonderful. You guys are engaged now. So when did you guys realize you were meant to be? In high school. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were just lying to ourselves. <laughs> oh, that's that's a cute-ass answer. Cute. I love that's you. cute as fuck. That is cute as fuck. How are you guys feeling about your chances going into round two? Pretty good. Everybody else is whiffing it. I think at least we have a clear shot at second place. I just think it was MJ still. <laughs> Yo, I don't even want to hear from you when you knew the right answer to the superpower question and wrote the wrong shit down. <laughs> we're, we're feeling Listen. great, Phil. <laughs> I'll, uh, we'll go to the other two couples between rounds two and three. Without further ado, let's go into round two now. Okay. This is worth two points. We have four questions. This one might benefit one of our pals, too. We'll find out. What is your pal's all-time favorite video game based on something comics-related? <laughs> I don't, I don't Shit, even know. I'm fucked. Does it count if there was subsequent comics made of the game? No, it has to be a comic first, and the game is based on the comics. All right. Hang on, I'm changing my answer. That's fine. Anyone can change their answers before I say basically pencils down. No, oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Does doodle count? Yeah, Mari's holding okay. up scribbles right now. Just a doodle? <laughs> what are you doing, Picasso? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to get creative here. I'm not even sure I have a plan A in this situation. <laughs> you could hold that up and be like, that's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> As Marco, I mean, for, for Marco... For Marco, Plan A is Swamp Thing. Always Swamp. Thing. Always. I don't. I can't even remember a time I've ever heard Marco talk about a video game based on a superhero or something. Yeah, I, I had to think really hard right now, and I don't even know if this is the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> For myself. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, All I right. don't even think that's a video. That's a, like a thing. You guys ready? Everyone ready? N no, no, no. Hold on. I need okay. like a. I <laughs> This is struggles. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you five seconds. I don't even. Uh, this this is like far beyond my knowledge. All right, write something down because <laughs> I am coming to our first couple. Fine, fuck it. Sorry. No, I'm you good. have to write it down. I did, I did, I did. Okay, Sarah, who is what is Pete's favorite video game based on comics? Spider Man on the PS4 game. It is indeed Spider Man is. on the PS4. 
I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Because of Spider-Man, Dash. Spider-Hafford. PS-4. All right. We got one. We got two. That was I was, was going to make a joke about it, about their console exclusive answer, but... <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. Like, it's legit. Spider-Man's only on one console, so it's not... It wouldn't even be... Mari, what, what is Marco's favorite uh, video game based on a comic book? Which you right. All right. I just want to show my doodles because I went through um, a few different things. And uh, I settled with X... Men, because that seemed like a safe answer. Uh, Batman Arkham City. Uh, I didn't know that was a thing. Honestly, I considered Mario, but I'm like, Mario's definitely not (laughs) not comic comic book. (laughs) (laughs) Then I thought about um, Pokemon, and I'm like, he doesn't look like a Pokemon guy. But I wasn't sure if Pokemon was a comic book. Doesn't look like a Pokemon guy. No, what is a Pokemon guy? From the years of living with him, but okay. (laughs) So I settled. Yeah, Hopefully. we know, Mari. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Bucky> savage. <laughs> oh, brutal. Rebecca, what is Sean's favorite video game based on a comic book? I put Spider-Man. Sean? I also put Spider-Man. There oh. it is. There it is. I had a feeling this question would also lean into your specialties here. And that brings us to Jess and Kale. Jess, what is Kale's favorite video game based uh, comic book? Ba- a video game based on a comic book. I can't even talk. <laughs> Batman for the N sixty four because I have no idea. <laughs> Spider Man for the PS. Oh, close! <laughs> that is not close. your favorite game. Had a man in there. <laughs> based on a comic book. <laughs> you tell did him, Jess. Did you even listen to the question? Yes. I like that we just unofficially named that the best comic book video game of all time three out of five pals recommend oh well we were talking about the original for for playstation one but oh, see that's, that's, that's a great game that's probably the second best uh that's pete and i did a live uh, did a uh, a, str- a stream of that while very <laughs> drunk once it was one of the best days of my life <laughs> <laughs> so just for clarification's sake at this point i said one uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> uh we're, we're it's it's every every question is worth two points correct that's correct and that's a good point because i was about to review our scores because i didn't do that out of round one so we'll do that now you don't have to do that in the lead <laughs> is sean and rebecca with five points uh, second place pete and sarah with three points yeah granted that should be us too but just third saying. place is marco and mari with one point and Hey, Taking up we're not last. The rear is our Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Kale and Jess with zero points. You notice how everyone else is going to kiss and be friendly with each other? But I do have to say they're the only actually married couple as well. So just saying. Just saying. Don't get married. <laughs> Don't get married. <laughs> now, Just keep buying engagement rings. All good. Here's here's a fun trip down memory lane for our second question. What comic book movie did you two see together first as a couple? Oh fuck! Can you guys remember that? Can I ask a, a, a clarification question? Yeah, here? shoot. Uh, th- this is in any location. Yes, it could be at home. You know, it doesn't have to be in a movie theater. Just the first comic book movie you guys saw together as a couple. That's a great clarifying question. Okay, can I ask another clarifying yes. question? Can it just be a book? <laughs> nope, it has to be a, comic, a movie based on a comic book. Oh, uh, were you going to say I Harry Potter? <laughs> oh, uh, 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 That's fine, they can say that. Harry Potter. It doesn't matter because it's not the answer. 
<laughs> what if she wrote it? That would have been funny, and it's so funny. I did funny. not write it. Okay, so oh, good. Similar to the question about favorite comic book character, it doesn't have to be a superhero movie. Just saying, it can. It just has to be a movie based on a comic book. I got this though, Marco. I got this. I wanted you to know. I'm still thinking. Okay. You hate these kind of movies. Fine. Forget all the times we've got to give them a time limit, man. I'm giving him a few more seconds here. Uh, Marco, write an answer. Come on. Is everyone else ready while Marco's writing an answer? All right, I'm yes. about to give everyone TMI, but we macked all over this <laughs> during this movie. So I'm not even sure he remembers because we probably didn't even watch it. But just saying. Damn, it didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Well, I'm going to go to you guys last then because that sounds great. <laughs> Wait, but has Margot written an answer? Keep, did you write I your did, answer? Keep them listening. Okay, okay. I did, I did. Okay, great. So let's go to Jess and Kale. Jess, what was the first comic book movie you guys saw as a couple? Come on, Glamsey. Come on. Jess? Captain America, Winter Soldier. Kale? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, no! <laughs> no, as no! a couple? Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't specific as a couple. It was saw together. No, it was as a couple. Uh-uh. Oh, damn. I did say, Phil, Phil, Phil? I did say couple. I wrote, oh, I, all right, I, all right. I wrote all Come the questions on. down. <laughs> Whew, it's getting hot in here. Doing great. It's like we, I said in the we league. Saw that, okay? We saw that as in a group. Yeah. That's what we saw together. Oh, God. <laughs> Phil's dying over here. It's like I said at the outset of the episode. Ooh. Second round's getting hot in here. It's we're in, a, we're in August now, folks. All right, let's go to uh, Sarah and Pete. Sarah, what was the first comic book movie you guys saw as a couple? The Avengers. It Pete? was the Avengers. It was the Avengers. Okay, that was our first, third first date. That was the first. <laughs> I gotta ask. Oh, in the movie all... theaters? No. Yeah, like during the movie? <laughs> no, he, he wanted me to watch all of the Marvel movies, and I think we got through one. Let's be real. Yeah, I really just wanted her to come over so we could have sex. And then we, hey. and then we, we heard the second one playing from the other room. <laughs> nice. And, I'm, and I remember... At the end, I'm like, so I heard an explosion. What was that? That was <laughs> that was the love, baby. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh, I, I call him loud, Pete, for a reason, folks. <laughs> ba boom. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 excellent. More of those. I want to thank. Uh, of Tell course, I want to thank Sarah's parents for tuning into this episode. They <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm about. They're sponsoring it. Who knew? <laughs> Uh, Rebecca, what was the first movie you and Sean saw as a couple? Uh, first superhero the Dark movie. Knight. Movie. Dark Knight. Yes. All right, and I also put The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Oof. Pete and Sarah were able to catch up, but Sean and Rebecca managed to pull back out of front again. Just, we're just so Every close. time they get one right, I'm like, oh, good, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I love being in second place. Congratulations. <laughs> so, Mari, what was the first comic book movie? We're all dying yeah, to what know. What was it? 
All right, so we <laughs> mapped all over Blade Runner. We never saw that movie. We did. <laughs> oh, that's not a comic book movie. Not even Damn a, it. I'm pretty sure it has, it has a comic book, though. I never, we've never seen <laughs> yes, that movie. Yes, we have. No, we have not. You don't remember because we mapped all over it. Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. That's it. Oh, all, my God. That was so good. The, I, I no, can't no, no, with no. you. Nope. Wait, Talk wait, wait. I need to clarify this. Hold no, on. No, I can't. Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Fucking the Blade origi- Runner. The original Blade Runner? No, it was like a remake. 1984 came out, what, 20... It, like it came out ago. again, though. No, 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 they had a remake. Take that, bitch. I'm sorry. I'm like, 2017, <laughs> Mari. No, you're still off. Like, no, I'm this happened. Haven't you I guys swear. been together for 10 years? Yeah, exactly. Where's that First time they ever came out. The first time you saw a comic book movie was 2016. No, it had this Phil. really cute <laughs> Phil. girl. That's in what it. I was thinking. Phil, oh, you, you don't. You, uh, you don't about... have to ask us how how we feel. Uh, I feel upset. <laughs> <laughs> Mario only remembers that you have the hots for uh, uh, Anna de Armas, Marco. Anna de Armas is good. No, look, it was some it was one of the Blade Runners. No, ma'am. I swear to. We're you. gonna go to the next question now. This is kind of an earnest Was one. it? Is it Blade? <laughs> Did she Not mean that. Blade? <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. What? You figure that out, but let's let's pay attention. I'm working on What it. comic book character does your pal relate with the most? Jokes. <laughs> no, I got this. I don't need you. <laughs> I love this heat. It's August, baby. Give me the heat. I'm trying to sweat this out. Better get this right. Ooh, everyone's writing pretty quickly here. Sean, Rebecca, you have a pretty big lead here. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Great. Really I mean, great. we should just get the points and wrap it up. Like, let's just... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, all right. All right, Rebecca. <laughs> Early dismissal. <laughs> I might as well. <laughs> trying to go to the handball courts. I love it. All right, uh, let's wrap up our answers here. I'm going to give you five seconds, unless everyone's already written. Has everyone already written their answers? Are we good? Yep. Yep. Oh, great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So let's go to Rebecca and Sean since they're in the lead here. Rebecca, what uh, what comic book character does Sean relate to most? Um, Actually just talked a lot of shit. I'm not too sure. (laughs) (laughs) I put that on America. Okay. Sean? Well, uh... You are sure because I also put down Captain. America. Oh, that is awesome! Bitch. Come on! Wow! Okay. I was so ready to pull ahead. I was so ready. Damn! Oh, Son let's of a see, bitch! Let's see if you do. We'll go to you guys now, Sarah. Who does Pete relate to most in comic books? Spider-Man, Peter Parker. You got it, baby. Okay. Nice. Okay. That's not fair. That's in his name. It's not yeah. fair. <laughs> <laughs> Look, stop trying to figure it out. That's a slam dunk. I did. Mari, who does Marco relate to He's yelling at me. (laughs) My goodness. I put Swamp Thing with double exclamation. Yeah, she's right. Okay. Wow. There we go. Wow. Yeah. All right. Been a few rounds. Got a point. Three points on the board now because I've won in the first round and two just now. Let's go. Hey. Ooh, must be nice. Well, let's see if you guys can join them. Jess, who does Kale relate to most? Peter Parker. Oh! No. All right! Yeah. They're on the board! Okay! Nice. Yeah. Nice. On the board! No, stop 
stop it. No, Kale means Miles Morales. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean Miles Morales, Marco. I would have, Kale, if I was with you, I would have written Granny Goodness, but okay. <laughs> look at Kale's hair and tell me he doesn't look exactly like Ben Riley. I meant I, I meant Spider Ham. Peter Porker, okay? That part's true though. Final question of the second round. If you two were a famous comic book couple, who would you be? Wow. Wait, do they have to be sleeping together? I mean, or just a like a duo. That's a great no, question. That's, not- that's a great question. <laughs> it, it, it's a couple, a romantically involved couple. Uh, so, fuck you. I know everyone's had canon with Batman and Robin, but Batman and Robin is not an answer here. Oh, I see. Uh, I hope Wait, not. Wait, you seem super sure of this. Why are you so sure of it? Because I, I know what I, I, what I want the answer to be. Do you mean like a couple in the comic book uh-huh. or like people involved yeah. in the comics? No, uh, I'm talking characters. Like characters. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like a romantic relationship. I got this. Okay, okay. You got this. You, you, uh, Mark, we'll we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Comic book specific? Uh, As opposed to? Or 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 as opposed to like MCU, DC, FU. Okay, all right. That's fine. You can do... uh, on-screen interpretation. Superhero couple? Yes, yeah, superhero couple. Okay. You can do an on-screen interpretation. It's fine. Uh, everyone have their answers? Or are we still right? Go ahead, on? guess, Sean. You won't, because it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what your answer is. <laughs> Good, because it's wrong. <laughs> let's, let's go up to our team that's trailing our leaders. Sarah, what couple would you guys be? Spider-Man and MJ. Pete? Yep. Okay. Spider-Man and Black Cat. (laughs) (laughs) He wishes he was with Black Cat, but he's with Mary Jane. That's okay. I'm fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) Long as as she's the one that he comes home to, he can wish all he wants. (laughs) Jess, who are you and Kale? This is movie specific, right? It's any... No, 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 I'm, no, I'm sorry, that was a statement, that was my okay, yeah, go for Englishness it. of going up at the end of a sentence. Ant-Man and the Wasp, very much not Hank Pym. Scott wow! Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. These two are making their comeback. Bro, stop. You got it wrong. No, I got it wrong. <laughs> That's good. Mari, who are you and Marco? Um, we are Swamp Thing and Abby Arcane. Oh, she got the name right this time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Oh, I was low key. I was low key expecting her to write Swamp Thing in the Swamp. I want to clarify that the movie that we mapped to was Tron Legacy. <laughs> it's not a fucking. <laughs> so, so different than Blade Runner. Actually, I can see it. <laughs> we did the remake, not great. With Olivia Wilde. How do you know you were watching? <laughs> I saw it later. <laughs> That's it. Sorry. I feel fulfilled now. We can go on. That's great because I put the fill in fulfilled. Hey. <laughs> Rebecca, what? Fill, fill me up. Who are you and Sean? Horace, Jean Grey, and Cyclops. Sean? I put Cyclops and Jean Grey. But the question is, who is who? (laughs) No, no, no. The question is, who is Wolverine? (laughs) (laughs) Phil. Easy. (laughs) 
that's our second round, folks. How's everyone feeling? All right. All right. Pretty good, pretty good. You know, honestly, Phil, I, I wasn't feeling that great, you know, but this last question. I really redeemed him. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's yeah. going to go really him. well for me today. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel really good. I think things are going uh, well for Rebecca and I, as expected. But if we, I'm, I'm happy to say that if anyone is going to beat us here, it will most likely be Pete and Sarah, which uh, I would be okay with. Oh, the humility. Let me. Can I? Can I ask a question? Uh, contestants to contestants what's it like having a relationship built on love and not cynicism and <laughs> hatred of the whole world it's pretty good. you know what I pretty hate good. about this speaking of hatred is that it makes me look like I don't know anything about comic books I keep writing things like Batman and Spider-Man <laughs> I know comics alright yeah. no, it's just because Kale's face. basic so you're guessing basic things you know <laughs> but it's like just basic it. obscure like the tick who like <laughs> Wait, wait, Kale, Kale, Kale let, let, let me show you what, what love looks like. Hey. <laughs> Basically, I've been drunk my whole relationship. Oh, oh good. <laughs> you started dating when you were pretty young, so that's concerning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but not surprising. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, let's go back to our contestants. We've got two more couples here. Mar- uh, Mario and Marco, how'd you guys meet? So we met in high school. I was that really obnoxious, loud girl. And uh, his first, mind you, uh, he I always tell a story because it's I so hate fun. This story. But he sat in front of my best friend and I was like, bro, who the fuck are you? Like, move. And he like wasn't moving. And then I said hi, and I loved the fact that he was shy, so I just kept teasing him. Because <laughs> I'm a jerk like that. And um, the first thing he said to me was, so he used to like move like his feet around like like shaky and it made me nervous like you crossed so i touched his shoe and he was like ew don't touch my shoe and i was like yo this guy is psycho (laughs) (laughs) and then can i just say this is by the way this is an exclusive for the pals because i've never actually publicized this but his first text to me telling me that he was completely utterly in love with me was i like you and is the reticence of this conversation being held to its utmost capability of course. What? Yes. Is the Absolutely. Just say, I had yes. no idea what yes. the fuck he was talking about, <laughs> and he was using really big words, so I ignored him for a whole day because he pissed me off. It was terrible. Absolutely, Marco. So that's sort of how it went down here. And I we've been together was, ever since. I was subconscious and shy and embarrassed. No. No, it gets worse. That is wow. that is the most Marco thing I swear to <laughs> God I've ever heard. Incredible. Oh, my yeah. God. Ultimately, that uh, really annoying loud girl turned into the love, of, uh, the love of his life. And they're getting married as soon as this pandemic's and over. Eventually. We hope to get married. <laughs> we'll see how the, the rest of, of this world. game goes. Let's go to our <laughs> other. Let's, let's just see. I think I'm doing really well, though. Okay. Rebecca, Sean, how'd you guys meet? Uh, we actually, we actually met at church, which is very oh, yeah. strange. The Lord's house. <laughs> it was, neither the, one it of was us, written in the Bible. Neither one of us are religious on any level. Uh, I was. That's all right. He don't mind. I, I was working with kids there and, uh, she was also working with kids, um, like Sunday school or something like that. Right? Yeah. I had to do, um, volunteer work. Yeah, 
and uh, we were the two like quiet people who were just kind of in their own zone. And I just started talking to her on the bus one time on a way to, to a mission trip, and I never stopped talking, and she never stopped listening. <laughs> do you guys remember what you talked about? That's a long time yes, ago. Yes, I actually do. Do you remember? Music, right? Yes, we talked yeah. about music. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say Sean's like, music. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like after, I feel like after this, we're all, we should all just sit in like one big table and be super mushy. And don't worry, Phil, we'll include you. No, I'm good. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it'd be great for us to all get together. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go to Kale's house, Kale and Jess's house. Oh, oh I fuck, like we gotta clean. that. We're just not welcomed in Europe right now, so let's let's wait for that. That's true. Y'all gotta get your shit together. <laughs> That's true, but you know who has their shit together is me, because I'm keeping track of the scores, and let's go over them hey. now. So, taking up the rear, but finally on the board, Kale and Jess with four points. Ooh. Wow. Right in front of them, Marco and Mari with five points. Oh, nice. Good job. Now we get we to the really yeah, we can. close we can catch up. Yeah, we can. We have nine points for Pete and Sarah. We can't catch that. And uh, no, can. you can. But first, let's talk about who's in front. The people that talked about music on the bus. Sean and Rebecca have 11 points in the lead. Damn. Damn. But that's okay, everyone. Respect. This next round is worth three points apiece. And it's going to get real hot in the kitchen, folks. So, let me ask all of you before we go in. Are you ready? Wait, oh, yeah. Born ready. Uh, My ham. Yeah, Captain. Your ham? Nothing. Sorry, for a second, I thought Marco was cooking throughout all this. <laughs> yeah, he is cooking. So the kitchen like... is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> If you put on Tron, my man's cooking. Anyway, round three. <laughs> First question worth three points. What book, comic book or graphic novel, made your pal fall in love with comic books, graphic novels, and this medium? These are the questions that get tougher, folks. I feel like I know this, but... Are you guys ready? No, no, wait. <laughs> Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. I'm going to give you three seconds to write down something. So three, two, one, and let's go. We're going to go to the team at the bottom of the board now. Jess and Kale. Jess, what? Spider-Man Red and Blue. Kale. I didn't. Oh, oh, how many times have you said that that was your your liminal piece of comic work, Spider-Man Red and Blue? How many times have you said that to, to me? To be fair, one, it's called Spider-Man Blue. Oh. Two. <laughs> Kale, Kale, no, nope. no, stop, stop. One man is well acting his wife. <laughs> two, to be fair, there are three, so... It was anybody's game. I really don't think he's getting laid tonight. <laughs> tonight? It's too hot, man. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I think I want to get laid. That's why we're in round three, because it's the hottest round of all. <laughs> we're going to go to the team that's in third on the board right now. Mari, what book inspired Marco? Come on, baby. I really think it's Swamp Thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Okay. Honestly, can I... I will say, uh, like... like there's a 50-50 chance with every question at this point. Yeah, because at some point, I I also thought maybe he had read like one of those like more like like things you read in high school, like Mouse or something. Oh. Oh, thank you. Damn, I, I'm all impressed right. with myself right now. Stop it. Um, but like, <laughs> what a name drop. It's yeah, a, right? uh, thank you. But I really like 
was like, fuck it. Swamp thing. Like, why the fuck, fuck not? Alan Moore, you know, just dropping names. Wow. wow. Damn. Right. Yeah, buddy, please. Oh, Jesus. Whoa, I'm impressed. Stop. It's hot. Feel oh, like you're right. Said, this is a hot round. Your era? I'm so sorry. No, that was him. That was all him. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, oh sorry. my God. I no, okay. no, I'm sorry. That very, good. very good. Sarah, what's oh, the answer I have- here? I don't know. I said Superman? <laughs> no. Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, this I is was... a chance for some separation. Not in your relationship, though. Stay together, everyone. I was just going to write Spider-Man. Re- Rebecca, what, what's the answer for Sean? Um, I was torn between two. Okay. But I put Secret Wars. Sean? Well, that's... Uh, interesting, but also correct because I also put Secret Wars. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. We're gonna I just gotta say I am so annoyed because they are so freaking cute. <laughs> I feel like I I'm need annoyed because they cheat. <laughs> the name of the game now oh. is Separation, but like I said, please, please, please stay together, everyone. <laughs> as we move into our second you question, tell us what to do. round three. If your pal was a supervillain, what would their scheme be to take over the world? Whoa. I don't even know. I know. That's why we're... It's getting hot in here. I'm gonna... It's getting hot! I'll give you a little extra time to think about this because I'm sure this is a curveball for everyone. Could you repeat the question, please? The question is, if your pal was a supervillain, what would their scheme be to take over the world? I don't appreciate that you wrote something down very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Honey. It's a swamp thing. (laughs) (laughs) Always, Jess. Acceptable. I'm I'm not really sure what swamp thing does, but I just, you know, obviously default to it by now. He spent enough money on it, so I figured it must be worthy, you know, worthwhile. Well, everyone's writing their answers. Mari, who do you think Marco has spent more money on, swamp thing or you? Oh, for sure, Swamp Thing. I Man. mean, you know wait, wait, you can't even see it, but like that's like artwork up there. That's like you know There's his prize possession. That bookshelf is Swamp. Oh, thing. Swamp Thing. I know for a fact that that artwork that you pointed to cost ten dollars. <laughs> well, tell yes. me more. What a coincidence! That's how much the ring costs. Let's go to our first couple. Wow. <laughs> Rebecca, what would Sean's plan be to take over the world? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I put mind control, just Ooh. controlling people's minds to do whatever he wants. Interesting. Interesting. Sean, what do you think of that? Uh, uh, well, you know, this is unfortunate because I put a very similar answer, but it's not quite exact. Oh. I put turn the world's people against themselves. Oh, telekinesis. So. <laughs> <laughs> I should have kept it simple. That was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Sarah, what would Pete's plan be? Um, I just put uh, steal Jeff Bezos' money. <laughs> That's a now, great now, yeah. now That's I'm gonna bad. have to give this to the judge, but I wrote amass wealth. <laughs> That's no, pretty good. No, if I if we didn't get Abby Arcane slash Swamp Thing whatever word, cause y'all bitches knew what I meant. No, I I, <laughs> I, I can't give it to you. It's it's not similar enough. If it was like steal a rich person's money, I would give it to you because that's all that's right. In fair the enough. Part. You know what? We were on this. 
I'll live with that. We were on the same page. Yeah, we were close. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mari, what would Marco's plan be? Outsmart all the motherfuckers. Damn. <laughs> Marco. I, I put mind control. <laughs> nah, you don't need well, to be able to Match Rebecca. Yeah. Actually, yeah, when Rebecca said that, I was like... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we just ran out of wine? Not yet. Oh, I'm devastated. Well, if you guys lose, there'll be plenty of whining to go around. Let's go to our last team here. She really enjoyed that. What would Kale's plan be to take over the world? He would turn into a Zord and go on a rampage. That's wow. pretty good. That's good. Kale, is that true? Well thought out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Too lazy, I would leave instead. <laughs> That's fun. That's that's very on brand for you, Kale. Very, very on brand. No one got any points that time, but like in the second round, that was a bit of a tricky one. So uh, all good. Uh, now we're going to move on to the third question here in round three. We're closing in on the end. I like this one a lot. Does, ladies, this one specifically addressed to you. Do you approve of your partner's collecting of graphic novels and general <laughs> superhero merchandise? Damn. Baby, you, be honest. Why you gotta be like that? <laughs> Putting you on blast. <laughs> Jess, do you approve of Kale's collect- collection of, of collecting of all these things? Yes, very much. I buy a lot of it. Oh, Kale? <laughs> It's so romantic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kelsey, Kelsey, yeah, she buys a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to wear the pants here. My, when we got married, my mom actually said, I'm so glad you found you found someone who would let you buy all those toys and comic books and crap. <laughs> crap. It's good. Uh, Sarah, how about you? Do you approve of Pete's just, you know, basement of plastic? <laughs> yes okay it wouldn't work if she didn't <laughs> no no it wouldn't Rebecca do you uh, do you approve of Sean's collection of comic books and graphic novels um so I think he would say no but I do but I think he say he'd say no so oh I no no Oh, this is a lot. What? Ah! Yes. Oh, oh no. I thought you would think that I'd say no. That's so weird. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Looks like the perfect number one couple has something to talk about after this. <laughs> Just I saying. Like I like some that. hidden animosity. Always. Or lack thereof. <laughs> we should talk about some public animosity. Ooh. What might that be? I could do that all day. We've got a fucking podcast that oh, no, goes no. out every hours our, our answer oh bitch oh, okay. that's right oh <laughs> so Mari, do you approve of marco's uh giant bookcases of comic books all right so technically i wrote no, no but that's... then i wrote not always okay, okay well, <laughs> no Mark, did you write not, not always, always. No, I I wrote no no okay and then i wrote not okay. always okay you wrote no i'll give it to you i wrote no i will because give it to you he really thinks i hate it but it's his passion. So the hard thing I is... I can always be a bitch about it. Mari, always. Mari doesn't like that Marco worships something other than her. <laughs> oh, how right you are. And that's 
kind of, I mean, that's, you know, the crux of their relationship, really. Yeah, I mean, you mean, like, it's Mariana or Bust, obviously. Right? Not something yeah, or Bust. for sure. I don't like competing against Abby Arcane, because at least I get him lead, you know? Just saying. What um? What round is this, Phil? <laughs> round three, where it gets hot in the kitchen. And boy, it's, it's sweltering. <laughs> We're in the days of Oggy Doggy. <laughs> right, I'm not even great. sure I know what that days means. What? It's August. Just, it's August. Anyway. Oh, August. All right. Just answer the, ask the question. Our last question here, unless we need sudden death. If your pal could work on a comic book of any character, team, major IP, just any comic book in general that's already out there, what book would they want to work on? You know, I really see that team over there with uh, Pete and Sarah really struggling. So uh, I mean, we're I not struggling that. quite as much as you, Mari, so I don't, you know. Sounds oh. 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 like Sarah's putting more thought into her answers. That's what I'm seeing. Oh. 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 <laughs> Intense. Ooh. Ooh. Is it getting too hot in here? Oof. But please, Steamy. everyone, keep your clothes on. Ooh. Stop it. No, it's, it's too hot. Especially Marco, please. Oh. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> you're all, You're always ready to strip down a layer or two. Thank you. I take full credit for that. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep him dressed in public. Anyway, is everyone ready for this last yep. set? Yep. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sarah, you struggled the most here, it seemed. What comic would Pete want to work on? I struggled because I made this mistake once during the game and I went back I I, I said Spider-Man. I also wrote Spider-Man. Okay, the simplicity pulls through. First. I would not want to work on Invincible. That is Robert Kirkman's joint. Okay. <laughs> so I'm glad. Okay. Glad I changed it. All right. Uh, and talking some trash that time was Mari and Marco. Mari, what character would Marco want to work on? Hell Fucking yeah. swap thing, bitches. Hell yeah, bitch. <laughs> Yo, I, so while I was writing this, I was confident that she was going to say Swamp Thing, so I counted how many times that's been an answer. It's been seven. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. Jess, who would Kale want to work on? Kamen Rider. Oh, yes! Fuck yes! yes. Kamen Rider! Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Let's go to our leaders on the board. Rebecca, what would Sean want to work on? This is tough. I don't think this is something we've ever talked about before. Mm -hmm. I put X-Men. Oh, how the mighty fall. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Don't count them out yet. <laughs> well, I, I wrote uh, Jean Grey slash X-Men. Okay. Yes. Wow! That was the deciding answer. Yep. Pete and Sarah would have won. Oh, oh, son of a bitch! Yes! <laughs> Woo! That is the newlywed game. Let's go over the scores real quick, and then we have a little bit of time to hear some embarrassing stories that oh, Sean and yes. Rebecca are not... They don't have to divulge anything, folks. So... Let's just go down here. We have Kale and Jess, who had an impressive third round and an impressive end of the second round. They finished with 10 points. Ooh. And let's go over now to... 10 more than I thought we'd get. Marco Amari, <laughs> 14 points. 
Hell yeah! Pretty good, folks. <laughs> Pete and Sarah, 15 points. Oh, this oh. close, Pete. And now the king and queen of the newlywed game. We have Sean and Rebecca with a whopping 17 points. Oof, let's get it. Guys, give us a speech. How does it feel to have won the game? You were the front runners, and indeed you proved that the first seed always comes out on top. Well, I hate to say I told you so. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it feels no, you great. don't hate to tell us that. You love to tell us that. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. I'm just kidding. It feels great. Um, I'm very happy that we won this. This isn't our first time winning the newlywed game. Uh, we have won this in another space before. So it just continues to prove that, uh, well, at least you know me. <laughs> yeah, okay, for the 300th, let's do the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be great. I would love that. That's a good Got idea. 100 episodes of That's practice. Okay. <laughs> I think we're ready for some embarrassing stories. What do you guys say? Mm, yes, bring let's it on. It. Winners, who do you want to hear from first? Uh, so I... Re- yeah, the one raising his hand. I really <laughs> yeah. want to hear from Marco and Marty first. Oh, damn. Okay, guys, Mark, we- give us I a mean- story. Just lay it out, just lay it out. Just lay it out. All right, can I? Okay, I really, so this is also Pals exclusive. And it's pretty short, but pretty embarrassing. So I really want to tell you guys about our first kiss. Uh, So our our first kiss was actually on our way to watch Tron Legacy. No, it wasn't. Or maybe Harry Potter, unclear. <laughs> so one of our first movies, We happy ending. We ultimately ended up macking at the movie theater. So That's it doesn't true. really matter. Um, but we were possibly like 17, uh, we're both November babies, so whatever. And so he invited me out to the movies and it was our first kiss. And I guess he was really like feeling emotional. And he, I, at the time I also had glasses and he had glasses. And so we, uh, he went in to kiss me, but I wasn't really sure what he was doing. So I moved, and he ended up kissing my eye instead oh, of my mouth. No. <laughs> and, oh, that's uh, really sweet. It was a really, really awkward. I mean, I think at that time he was sort of like my first situation to speak of. Yeah, and so no one's ever kissed my we, eye. We did. We in, we <laughs> did end up macking in the movie theater. But I will never forget the fact that my first kiss was an eye kiss. Nor does she let me forget that her first kiss was. An you landed the plane no. eventually, buddy. You got there. It was. I mean, he made a. He he eventually moved down to the mouth, right? <laughs> Which was the target of, I ideally, I. Uh, but you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, yeah. So that was uh, Marco's first attempt at a first kiss when you guys do get married and kiss the bride marco you'll have to kiss her eye like a big pizza Ma- pie make sure you oh. aim oh that, that would be, be so really romantic yeah make sure you aim that'd be actually had a i'm not no, i'm no. not super surprised marco has an eye kink <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean he made me read read uzumaki so yeah oh mm. glad, true glad you yeah. found the target eventually buddy I, I'm, I'm glad you found the swirl Ah! Sorry, he really he really enjoyed that. So I can't really like I'm not I'm not even upset. His face was precious. The end bitches drops the mic. Okay, the bitches <laughs> drop the mic. Uh Sean, Rebecca, who do you want to hear from next? 
Hmm. Let's go with uh, let's go with Pete and Sarah. All right, <laughs> Pete and Sarah. <laughs> She's already laughing. Okay. okay. Yeah. So um, I was gonna tell one, but I think it's a it's too inappropriate. No, we love you. You should not have said that. Now they're going to make you just tell them. No, yes, yes. No, 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 no. Hold off the air. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Sarah. Uh, Sarah's parents, uh, stop listening now. All right, go ahead and tell us. Sarah, I don't accept anything that's not under rated R triple I can, X. I can tell a tastefully edited version of it. Both are rated R, though. I love okay, it. Yeah, perfect, great. perfect. All right. So I don't we- get enough action in my life. Tell me more. <laughs> Marco, that's an indictment of you, brother. <laughs> okay, so um, when, when Pete I'm and I... I'm just kidding. <laughs> when Pete and I like reconnected... Um, and we got back together. Well, technically we weren't like we were, we were, you know, we were hooking up. So it was the first time we hooked up and we were in my apartment and back when I lived with my friends, Mike and Sam, and it was after the 76ers game, they won. And, um, (laughs) we went into my room because Pete wanted to smoke weed and I was like, oh yeah, I could totally like smoke. Um, (laughs) wait, what? And uh, first of all, I got way way too high um and i didn't i I guess uh, my ears weren't really working so we hooked up right then and there and we're like oh it's okay like mike and sam are totally like watching tv we we walk out of the room and the tv is literally on mute because they thought we were coming right back out after we smoked (laughs) i don't so like i (laughs) spoiler alert we weren't quiet (laughs) oh yeah like oh fuck and I walked right back in <laughs> that's a good one I forgot wait about now that. is that the story you were afraid to tell or is that no. the... okay okay that's I the t- one I need off the air I will I will certainly tell you that off the air beautiful thank you not... Appreciate I think it. I've told you guys this story I think you guys yeah I think you guys know about it <laughs> does it have to do with drawers Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know the one. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. That's. Uh... Wait, I may need to stay. Uh, on yeah, I'll, I'll I tell this you. One we'll fill you guys in. Yeah, I'll fill yeah. you in. <laughs> but first, Thank you. but first, Jess and Kale, you need to fill us in on your embarrassing story. Oh, is it up to me to tell it? Yep. All right. The rest of the lady pals can, did it. You can uh, fill in the detail, and it's mostly on you. Like for me, it was just a bit gross. It's fine. <laughs> So we were staying at my uncle's place in London when he visited at one point. And we basically, it was a weird situation. And my uncle uh, B&B'd out his place, but wouldn't give us much notice. So he just called me like, okay, there's people coming now. You have to leave. So you'd have to leave the key and just go. (laughs) And so I was taking him to the airport. And again, we had to leave quickly and stuff. And in the building, it was a rich people building, so it had a pool in the bottom of it. And um, we were about to go to the airport, and I think we'd gone for food somewhere that didn't agree with you. And he went, I have to go. Where can I go? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know, man. Use the pool toilets. I don't don't know, because we can't get back into the apartment. Kale, no. So, So he did. So I was waiting at the bus stop to take him to the airport and everything. And he he came out and we were being really loving because we, um, you know, we weren't going to see each other again for a while. And we were holding hands and then he he got this look of horror on his face and he went. (laughs) And I was like, what? And he went, 
there wasn't any sinks in that <laughs> toilet. I didn't wash my hands. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Wait, was there residue? There were no sinks. Was there no, residue? God, no. Okay. No, of course there was no residue. I was I'm an adult. there was after he said that, but I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh no! Oh. Wait, 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 wait! Cla- and then clarifying question: He held your hand and then told you? Yes. Well, so that was, was that was when I and then that, loved. That was when I realized. Yeah. It was the, it was the look of horror on his face, and he took his hand away and he went. Hey, there was no sinks. And then I had I had to wait a half an hour in a kebab shop behind an entire family of uh, like thirty people who had to use a bathroom that was there. Oh my god! And then after that, he so we were still really sad because he was leaving, and then we had to do an airport dash across to see each other. Because he still had the apartment key, and he was about to get on a flight to New York. So I got to do I got to do the romantic. Okay, bye. I'm going through security. This is it. And then I had to do the mad dash. As we were yelling for each other, (laughs) and like you know, and you know, you know, I kept it romantic. After I, you You know, know, after covering my hands with (laughs) shit. I'm just happy you made that joke before I did. <laughs> but yeah, I I made the mad mad dash to her, and I grabbed her and I kissed her, and she looked, and I handed her the apartment keys and went, "Sorry, I gotta go." <laughs> Two mad dashes that day. Well, Kim. can you just confirm your shitty hand has improved? <laughs> He's washed them since then. That doesn't mean they've improved. <laughs> At least twice. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Jess should really be the judge of that. Jess. Has ah! I mean, we have a dog now, so. Oh. We're both picking up shit so all now, the time. So now there's no telling whose poop it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, does, do those embarrassing stories satisfy you guys, Sean, Rebecca? Yeah. Okay. As long as we uh, get the all fair one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, if you thank you for everyone that's listened to this entire edition of the Newlyweds game with the Comics Pals and the Lady Comics Pals. Uh, and thanks for listening to our 200th episode. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Make sure you congratulate Sean and Rebecca on Twitter and on our Discord. And uh, we'll give it back to Sean here. We'll take us through to the rest of the episode. So, there you have it. You have now heard our newlywed game. Congrats. Congrats, Sean. Thank you very much, Sean and Rebecca. That's right, Sean and Rebecca. Of course. Rebecca's the one who really had to get all the points. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so she's the real MVP, but that's always been true. I, I did say that I was going to win. I did say that I was super confident. As it turns out, I wasn't wrong. Um, But... Thanks for trying. Sure was fun. <laughs> I'm just saying. My my thing is, I feel like there was a lot of a lot of shade. It's like Kale's like, oh yeah, yeah, you guys have been together for for two years. Cool. Me and Jess have been together for ten. I'm just like, I mean, I came in second place, and we beat out Marco and Mario have been together that long. So I'm just saying, like, maybe it's not quantity, it's quality of time. I don't, you know, I don't. Oh. I, 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 I'll say. Uh, we we were expecting we went into this expecting to come out uh, at the very bottom 
and we came out th- th- there was there was no bar right and we came out at the very least <laughs> there was at the very least uh third right under Pete you're and Sarah. close with it with it it was in like within two points That's like a, yeah like a point or two true yeah. contenders true contenders yeah I mean hats off definitely to Pete and Sarah for uh, making it a game for sure you guys came very close to winning and uh, it was it was awesome awesome competing with you Phil you did a phenomenal job hosting uh, that was very very good on your part thank you for that Marco I thank you for nothing um, <laughs> what if we just became like a game show network <laughs> You know, <laughs> next hundred episodes are just all games. Game shows. <laughs> uh, speaking of games, they're currently showing off on Fandome the uh, Gotham Knights game that was just yeah. announced. It looks game amazing. Uh, they're showing yeah, some gameplay here. Tremendous. I can't wait for this. Great. Game. Yeah, I am. I'm so hyped for this. I was definitely right when I said earlier, which one was I most excited for? It's this one, baby. It looks great. A lot of people complained uh, before Arkham City and Arkham Knight about not being able to play as, like, uh, Dick or Barbara or, or, you know, one of the Bat family members. And so it sounds like Warner Brothers was just like, okay, well, we'll make a whole game of it. Yeah. The idea of Batman not being in the game is interesting. I... Don't know how to feel about that quite yet, but I am so excited to play as uh, Batgirl, I can't even tell you. Bro, I'm sure he's in the game. Let's be real. No, well, you might be right. <laughs> um, I honestly thought that they were going to be showing off the Suicide Squad game just now, but I guess that's not um, that's not by them. So Yeah, that's Rocksteady proper, yeah. who did the original Arkham series. This is WB Montreal, who uh, has they did Origins. Arkham Origins. Yeah. Yes. Which was the worst received game in the franchise, so... Yeah, but lots of people like it. I mean, this looks so, this looks next level. So I think this looks sick. So I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, it looks really comic booky. Like, look at like you guys can't see right now, but they're in like some kind of <laughs> looks like uh, it looks like they're in like the Alps where Batman trained with like Ra's al Ghul, but like they're definitely yeah. in like Arkham <laughs> or they're definitely in Gotham. It's just a building that's like frozen over. Yeah. yeah. So. That's that was our newlywed game. Let us know what you thought about it. Um, we we definitely want to hear your guys' feedback. We did that for you guys. It was a ton of fun to do. Um, you know, we played Jeopardy last time on episode one hundred. We played the newlywed <laughs> game on two hundred. Maybe we'll be back on episode three hundred with Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of coming. <laughs> oh, sick! We need to build a set for that. Oh, dude, wait, here's the thing, right? We get a wheel. We put awful comics on it. We spin the wheel. There's one good book on the wheel. It's Onslaught. (laughs) (laughs) Onslaught's the good book? Oh, my God. (laughs) It is the good book for Marco now, apparently. It is the good book. (laughs) But you know what else is a really good book? The The Bible. Bible. Damn. (laughs) Kale's favorite book. Ellen's for Kale. On that note... Before we close out, we have two more messages from some of you guys that we wanted to share before we wrap this up. Uh, So first one up is from Tyler. I will read this. Uh, It says, hey, pals, thanks for consistently putting out a show every week, which I mentioned because I've been there and sometimes that shit is hard. 
Being on the show a couple of times, I recognize that even though you are just a couple of pals talking about comics because you don't talk enough about them in your daily lives, there's legit work and preparation that goes into what you do every week, and I sincerely appreciate that as a listener. But as a friend, y'all are some cool-ass motherfuckers. You all built a real supportive community that's super positive and welcoming. Congrats on 200 nerds. Also, props to Marco for getting me into goat cheese that one time we all went to his place to smash. Yo, that is a euphemism. That is a euphemism. Um, and goat cheese is the superior cheese. I can't speak to that because all cheese will lead to my death. But <laughs> uh, speaking of smashing. What a shame, dude. Yeah, I know. Speaking of smashing, something that uh, has not changed since episode 100 is that that video gameplay of us playing Smash still not out. Still, still not, not out. out. Stuck on my old hard drive. Yep. <laughs> um, thank you, Tyler. You've been a dear friend and ally to us since we started literally from the word go. Um, sad, of course, that you guys, the long box, decided to hang it up. But you're always welcome here with us for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, just really, really glad to be able to call you a friend and um i always 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 enjoy working with you from way back when to now so thank you man i'll say this tyler we're looking to demote kale so if you want to come in and be the fifth pal and he goes to six let us know especially after this uh, uh performance most recently so yeah right on episode 200 like what a lackluster performance well i was just talking about the newlywed game <laughs> oh okay Dude, sure that was yeah you talk about a fail but but Tyler and McKenna, I bet, would have done better. But oh wanna... my god, <laughs> dude, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Sean's like competition. Oh yeah, <laughs> shoot, we gotta do it again. I think we just gotta do it again. <laughs> you know what shit is in their apartment? She she must she knows. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, that would have been epic. Um, Next time. But we saved arguably the best. For last. And by best, I don't mean person. All of you are equal in our hearts. But this message was incredible. And I really am excited for you guys to hear it. It does come from the one and only Ryan, who has been a fan of ours for a very long time, which you're about to find out. He has a very creative way of letting us know what he thinks about us. So, Pete, why don't you take it away? Hi, pals. Episode 48, September 25th, 2017. Thought of a joke yesterday. Four comics fans talking on a po on podcast, muttering about Doomsday Clock, heard following exchange, la laughed ass off. Sean, four out of the five comics pals are committed to at least buying the first issue. Phil, yeah, we don't know about the fifth one. Sean, but he doesn't live in America anymore, so it doesn't matter, right? Phil, yeah, only the things that happen, in <laughs> the only things that happen are in America, right? Pete. It's where God pays attention. <laughs> this was one of the earliest episodes of the Comics Pals I remember listening to, and it pretty much convinced me that this was a ride worth being on. Not only were you guys knowledgeable about comics creators and the comics industry, but you were also funny as hell. 
I think I mentioned before that my actual intro to the Pals was the episode of the Video Game Pals in which you reviewed Castlevania Season 1. Somewhere along the way, Pete mentioned how much he enjoyed Life is Strange, a game that I was on the fence about playing. Pete's affinity for the game pushed me to try it, and I found it so emotionally affecting that I felt compelled to write in, share my thoughts on the game, and thank you for all for helping to broaden my horizons. From there, I just kept writing in and developing a relationship with you guys. Then we met at New York Comic Con. I wish I'd been there multiple days so we could have hung out more. And when I joined the Discord and began interacting with you all more regularly, I felt like we really became friends. I always enjoyed listening to your sh- I always enjoy listening to your show. Admittedly, I'd fallen a bit behind on the on the episodes. I blame COVID and the general state of the world for throwing my whole rhythm off balance. But I've learned so many au- I learned about so many awesome books, as well as how the industry works by listening to you guys. The fact that there's a diversity of, of opinions on various comics and industry happenings among the pals is also great. And I love that you can disagree with each other and continue to pretend being <laughs> friends. Just kidding. You respect each other and you work really well together. Congratulations on 200 episodes and thanks for all the great work you've done and continue to do. Sincerely, Ryan Klebeck. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, you were definitely one of the first people to write in. I distinctly remember uh, when you wrote in about uh, Castlevania uh, and when you talked about Life is Strange. Um, you know, you you guys that are listening now don't necessarily realize how incredible it is to have people who are, you know liking what we are doing you know um to do this every single week for however many weeks i guess it would be 200 weeks that would be i guess that would be it'd be 200 yeah. weeks. we never missed one so um and then like even the lost episodes that never came out but for 200 weeks straight we have done a podcast for you guys and to know that there are people out there that are dedicated to listening to this that that know us that know the lore of the show that know our personalities, our likes and dislikes. Uh, Kefis knows that I like Coheed and Cambria. We've never had a conversation about that before. You know, those are the kinds of things that I'm talking about. And it's incredible to have this kind of community. And you guys are the ones that make it. So thank you so, so, so much for what you have given us as someone who grew up without really anyone to talk comics with. Uh, so so isolated from the rest of the world for a long time to have this now it feels like a gift and it's a gift that i'm thankful for every day my hardest days i get through by doing this show by going on discord and having conversations with you guys by reading the emails and everything else and i don't know who i would be without having this outlet without having you guys as listeners and without being able to share these amazing moments with you all. And so I'm very much looking forward to the next hundred, two, three, four, five, six, seven hundred episodes. And no matter how big we get, no matter what happens from this day forward, I will always for the rest of my life be thankful for the opportunity to entertain you guys for this long and for however long we get to do it. So thank you so much. And um, I can't wait for more. Unless anyone has anything else to say, I feel comfortable closing things now.
Yeah, just thanks for making this a part of your week every week. So that's going to do it for us on another episode of the Comics Pals. Be sure that you guys go ahead and listen to the Swamp Thing Book Club. It's out tomorrow. It's very good. You're going to want to hear that. Uh, to Marco joint, and uh, I think you guys are going to love it. I know we have a few Swamp Thing fans, so um, definitely give that a listen. Our giveaway wraps up today if you're listening on Monday. Check our social media to find out who the winner is. And if we haven't already announced it, that means there's still time for you to try and join. So check on social media to see what the situation is. And if you haven't joined yet, please do. We want to make sure that we get to give away this House and Powers hardcover. And so the more of you that have a chance at it, the better. So go uh, check that out. And otherwise, follow us on social media, guys. Hit us up on YouTube. Check us out over there. Subscribe, like, comment. You know the deal. Write to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. Come join our Discord. Hopefully, if you haven't done those things yet, all of the messages that we have read give you an idea of what it is like on our Discord and the, the, the characters that are over there. This show is only a portion of everything that you can get by being a, a pal, um, whether it's the Discord, whether it's the book clubs, whether it's you know whatever else we're doing. There's so much more out there for you guys to check out. So please take that journey with us. Come hang out. It's always fun. And we guarantee you, you won't regret it. So let's do some plugs. Pete. Thank you guys again for uh, 200 wonderful episodes of the Comics Pals. If you want to get some more content from me, you can hit me up at at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Go check out my other podcast, uh, The Podcast, where I talk about Nintendo every week. Um, But yeah, just... Come come chat with me about uh, what you're what you're checking out these days. What should I be checking out? And let me know uh, let me know your thoughts about Gotham Knights here because that's that's the thing that's occupying my mind share for the next week. I'll tell you that. All right, Marco. You can find me at Mr. Marco Nomoto on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you guys again. Um, super excited that there are so many uh, Swamp Thing fans in the Discord, and uh, also I think well that's more than one. Um, <laughs> And that uh, we have general, like, really good conversations about comics. And uh, that's always a, a great time. Um, yo, I'm going to be watching more Dragon Ball. So, uh, Catherine, I know you're you're excited <laughs> about it. Anybody else in that weave chat, come join that conversation. Oh, nice. Who is that? That's Goku. Gogeta, my man. Oh, oh. sorry. Gogeta? That is my favorite thing that you're holding, Phil. That is awesome. I love Gogeta so much. Yeah, man. Uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly. Dope-ass movie if you haven't seen it. Maybe we should do that for uh, a Discord night. Maybe. Yeah. Join our Discord to find out. Um, yeah, speaking of Phil. That's me. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us for 200 episodes. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but this has been a very... Uh, isolating time for so many people in the world and so for you all to be able to join us and to form this this such a you know uh, interactive and inclusive community like this uh, means the world to me and it means the world to i think everyone here so um you know thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts uh yeah, if you want to interact with me, I am uh, at Cyborg Bebop on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Kale, who of course uh, set up that awesome cameo for us and uh, lost 
terribly in the newlywed game, you can find him at Twitter and Instagram at Toto and Toe and Panels Comics and Gone Global, his whole thing. So, Sean? Gilward.com. Gilward.com. All right. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Hit me up to talk about any of these awesome announcements that are coming out of FanDome. And uh, anything else that you feel like ch- chatting about, because, you know, as much as the five of us are pals, you guys are our pals, too. With that, we're the Comics Pals signing off for the 200th time. Take care, guys. See you for 300. Oh, wait till you see my panel at the DC Fandom, eh? I'm jumping ship. We're going to make a Tim Hortons movie about my life getting coffee and French crawlers. See, I thought it was going to be Jersey Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Jersey Batman here. We don't got no Tim Hortons. (laughs) My Catwoman Snooky. (laughs) 